heelandtoeapparel.com forward slash DWA will get you 20% off all their killer gear. I'm wearing a heel and toe hat right now. I love it. You're Brian. also wearing a heel and toe shirt, Lane. Oh, shoot. I didn't even realize that. You didn't realize it because it was so comfortable. I love it. It's these like shirts. wearing a cloud or a pillow. Yeah. Every time I see my brother Blaze, he like talks to me about how much he loves his heel and toe shirts. Does he also, you were just caressing your own I shirt like arm. Is that what it, yeah. They're really nice. No, I agree. They're my favorite in They're- my closet. I got a ton of them now. I know you. You just got a new one uh, last week because yeah, we light had blue one. one. And yeah. what, what was on the cover of that one? Uh, on the cover, the, the, <laughs> the album cover is the the band photo is the H N T logo, uh-huh. classic. Nice. Yeah, really cool colors. Um, they're like the killer tri blend, like really nice shirts. Um, kind of like the one I'm wearing now is like a heathered dark gray which is really cool and they did our uh, Coastal Ranger Alley shirts for the last Coastal Ranger Alley and every time I go to any car event there's at least two people wearing that yeah. shirt yeah so uh, yeah go check them out heelandtoeapparel.com um, forward slash DWA or just use DWA on checkout and that'll get you 20% off but uh, if you do the forward slash DWA he actually has a cool little landing landing page on his website for DWA listeners so it says like welcome DWA listeners and everything, which is pretty rad. Nice. Uh, go check him out. He has um, a few styles of hats. I'm wearing the trucker hat right now, and uh, check him out. Later. Driving while awesome podcast radio hour. <laughs> oh my god. Yo, do you guys know what a fluffer is? GTO Mellow Grinds. Oh, I got a PT Cruiser. It's a convertible. It's really cool. All the smells of crayons for you. Hey, YOLO, you only have one life. Do you have coilovers? No, beat it. Yeah, I'd say that's a pretty good podcast right there. (laughs) Damn it, I threw it up. Welcome to Driving While Awesome. My name is Warren. My name is Brian. I'm Art. And I'm Lane. I'm Ali. (laughs) Ali is joining us. This is three podcasts in a row. This is a record. You're doing you're doing great. I'm a record breaker. Your, your eyes are red. Yeah. Scratching. Oh. Itchy. Long days. Lane looks like he's about to pass the fuck out. Look at this guy. <laughs> <laughs> I got that summer cough, I think. Is that oh, what's going oh, on? It's back. Oh wow. Um Joy. There it is. There it is, folks. You've all been missing it. Uh. It's back. <laughs> First cough in a while, eh? I know. It's true. We're just gearing up for the winter cough. <laughs> 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 Got to work our way just towards ramping it. ramping up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Ali, how you doing? <laughs> how you doing? A, doing good, yeah. Mouth is full. Mouthful mouth mouth of cookies. cookies. Um, Art, how you doing? I'm doing great. You look great. Thank you. You know, it's important. Mm. How you doing, Warren? Feeling great. How you doing, Brian? Feeling good. Yeah. Uh, I'm a little under the weather, Lane. Oh, yeah. You, oh, I'm you yeah. Are, but I'm yeah. glad to be here. Uh, bonus trivia. Me. Today it was kind of warm in Santa Cruz. We, you know, it was like 75, 80 degrees. Yeah. Damn. 88 in Scotts Valley. Yeah. Quite warm for us. Um, I looked at the forecast for Needles, California. Any uh, any guesses Ooh. on current temp? When I looked, was it was like Where's four Needles? Cl- current temp. That's like Mojave. Uh, okay. Mm. Near the Arizona. Near Blythe. Yes, Arizona, California border. I'm going to say 119. It's a good guess, Lane. 122. 112. 118. 
Art nailed it. 122, and at 9 p.m., the forecast mm-hmm. was 112. <laughs> oh, my gosh. 9 p.m., what? Huh? 112 that is degrees uh, at 9 p.m. Yeah. That is brutal. That's, that's good. Why? Good tan. I was in um, Palm Springs last year around this time, maybe a little later, Dude. and it was like 113 during the day. It was pretty miserable. Yeah, Dude, that's... I worked down there for oh, yeah, eight months, right. and it would be like 120. Yeah. And we'd be out there working. Like, we would start work at, like, fucking 3 a.m. Yeah, everyone gets off. Just so we could finish at 9 a.m. We always go to the zoo down there. And zoo? It closes, just dead animals? It closes at, like, <laughs> I think it closes at two, 1 or 2. Oh, my God. I was thinking, how does anyone live in needles? Uh, what do you do? AC, bro. You do what Brian did. Even then, though. I know you work You work nights, and but it's 112 degrees at I 9 think if you live That's in all. needles, you don't have a traditional job either. It's, what is it? a... it's just like a McDonald's and a Panda Express, right? So, like, they, those have AC in them. <laughs> Property is like $10. <laughs> yeah. 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 Yeah, that is one of those places you go on Landwatch, and there's <laughs> literally, like, 36 acres, 40 bucks. Joe DePatista <laughs> just bought, he said he went in with his buddy on this plot of land. Um, I forget how many acres it was, and they each paid a dollar. No. Somewhere down there. What? Why yeah. would you go in with someone? Because it was like his grandma owned the property or something. Dude, a, do- a dollar? dollar each. Property tax is 10 cents. Yeah. Solid. Solid. Yeah, dude. Let's build a go-kart track out there. <laughs> Gotta get down there, man. 110 degrees. Gotta get out there. Gotta yeah. make some uh, sheds or something. Oh, my God. We go underground. Le- lean-tos. Adobe. Lean to oh Adobe, there you go. You gotta go Adobe Underground. Oh yeah, that's the only way you're gonna survive. Mm-hmm. We just be lizards. <laughs> <That's it. laughs> so when I was out there, we were actually literally building cities out of shipping containers, and we would dig them into the ground. Set Who them under. These for? Yeah, are they still the military. There? Yeah, uh, Twenty Nine Palms military base. Car podcast or? Yeah, it's uh, a car podcast, dude. We'll, we'll get, get there. there. We'll get there. We talk about cars. <laughs> yeah, we probably will talk about them eventually. Sometimes. To tie it in as a segue, I think that's where Porsche did the development of the Harley V-Rod. Oh, sweet. In 29 Palms? Out, out in Tom's dad. Oh, Mojave Desert and, yeah. and Needles. Mojave. I remember watching some video on the development of that. Yeah. Um, like a History Channel thing yeah, or yeah. something. It's pretty good. So I'm, I'm curious. You guys, I mean, Molly might know this. Um, why do prototypes and mules and stuff... Why do they always do like the extreme weather test or they seem to be like spotted extreme weather testing like first like that's where you first see them like you know what I mean like you never see it's like because it, I mean that try to break them right Yeah I mean the thing is that so much is is so much of that is based on the ability for the the vehicle to get through durability testing so the openings for the the front heat exchangers on the vehicle's radiator size what is the um, the capacity of the AC coatings on the glass? You know, so much of this, like both on the hot weather side and on the cold weather side. Actually, believe it or not, from my experience, so much of the vehicle development cycle is based on the availability of hot weather and cold weather test tracks. Specifically, cold weather test tracks. That's what I see all the time, right? They all, yeah. you see like the the first uh, the early nine eleven prototype is like in Iceland or something. But like, you see that. Yeah, I think you're asking why do we see them? Because they do all the other developing 
in house, and then that's the first time they actually like leave their well. It's their, probably also their, their house. The, to, the yeah, spy photographers sense. know the routes. They know the, like the, no, but the he's zone. saying why and is that the first time we see them? That makes and sense. Saying, right. There's that, no there's no fair do, weather they all, it's they, right. I mean, like in the United States, there's really only one place in Baudet, Minnesota, to do cold weather testing, hmm. and so all of the like they're like the little cafes. You know, they're, it's all like automotive engineers that, that eat at those cafes and they all kind of, they do their testing there. They take turns on the track or they work off of different parts of the track. And there's a similar hot weather t- track and I think it's in Arizona. Um, and there's, there's one near, um, I think it's near Needles actually. I believe it. Um, and Honda has a know, track out there. there. There are also cold weather tracks around the world, but like Bosch has a test track up there. Conti has, you know, it's, it's really there aren't many places like that to test in the United States. Yeah. And, you know, being that, that the U S market is so important, all the auto manufacturers, they, they force themselves to, to do a certain amount of testing in the United States. Mm-hmm. It's interesting though. Yeah. Cause it's like that, it, the standards, right? Like basically they try to set the standard for like, okay, this car must function at 120 degrees, even though mo- in some extreme situation, even but you though you have to make it for that. Yeah. Right. Like, and then, you know? and then there's the extreme side of it, right. Where like you have like these guys in Iceland at yeah. like negative 30 in, in a sports car, which is like nine 11, like who is going to do that? Like, well, I posted yeah. that picture of the, uh, eighties Mercedes testing going on where there's a guy inside of a freezer basically with an s-class and they're like shooting icicles at it and he's in some weird spacesuit trying to like <laughs> read temperature yeah we it. had to do that with the model s so yeah. we built actually a cold cold and hot chamber in the basement of our our facility in uh in palo alto with a rolling dyno rolling road dyno and you could swing the temperature by however many crazy degrees. Yeah. And there were times where we would basically freeze the car shut. Like, you couldn't open it. Well, would it still run? Yeah. 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 But I imagine, yeah, like, I mean, t- cold is... pre like, the battery, but yeah. It would, that's it would, what I was going to say. Like, yeah. cold is, like, really, really, like, or, I mean, like, crucial, right, with with batteries because, yeah. like, they're... So, so is hot, yeah. though, right? Hot, it's it's actually a little bit less sensitive to heat. You can, you can limit your performance when you get too hot, but the chemical reaction stops when it gets too cold. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so that's why... In extreme cold temperatures, they recommend that you keep the vehicle plugged into a trickle charger so that it can maintain, um, it, it can pump a little bit of heat into the battery pack. So it's kind mm-hmm. of reverse using the PTC heaters to heat up the battery pack to maintain that chemical reaction mm-hmm. so that when you get in it, you start driving, then everything gets up to temperature. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I guess, yeah, and, and Lane's, Lane basically answered it. Like, it was kind of a two-pronged question. Like, the first one is, yeah, like, why is it like that? But it is, yeah, because, like, you do a lot of the shit in-house, right? You have your facilities, you have your test tracks, but then, like, you don't necessarily have... I mean, in Extremes. this case, you guys built it, but you don't... But they, but they like, also couldn't... But in that, they I couldn't mean, actually test the car. You need to do real-world stuff, Yeah, right? and the yeah. thing is that durability testing, a lot of durability testing... You do some part of it in-house where you could build an environmental chamber for relatively low money, but to build a giant cold-weather test track, it's not, you know, there, there are really no car companies that have their own, like, extreme-weather test tracks. It's it's like a Bosch or a Continental or somebody like that that has these test tracks that open it up to people to come to rent time on those test tracks. Yeah. Yeah, I just as I said that the second part was just like I just find it odd that it's usually like the like like you see like a Lamborghini Aventador or something and they're driving it. It's like what who is well, going to do this? Like uh, one other little element is that specifically the braking and the ABS stability control traction control systems are really really tightly controlled by some of these companies like Bosch and Conti, 
and they want to get ahead as far ahead of the vehicle development as possible so that they can do certifications on these things like bosch won't let their abs controller get out into the wild until they've done all of their certification mm. everything's been signed off and they have code that's been locked and set into that controller for three months six months 12 months mm. whatever interesting gotcha. would you uh ali would you like to introduce yourself what you do who you uh, are <laughs> so my name is ali uh javidan i am a i guess i could call myself an automotive engineer i'm a mechanical engineer <laughs> um i have worked in a lot of different industries from mobile mobile devices to automotive um i specialize in vehicle prototyping and and development so done a lot of really fun projects some of which i can't talk about and a lot that i can he was on podcast uh, the, yeah. and he explained all about his yeah. work at tesla and ground, ground control Dynan. and dining yeah and yeah. you just was at google with... and then now i'm at, right. uh, automotive or a, a, autonomous robotic startup called zooks oh you guys say the name now yeah oh, dude, it's, it's public info. we are uh yeah we just had a huge bloomberg article and yeah. video and everything on oh our, cool nice on our deal it's official cool it's what's official. it called zooks how do you spell that x cool did you work at works i did i did a bunch of kind of like in-house consulting on uh on the motorsport program and then i helped build a bunch of the time attack uh cars rad i love those guys evos right mostly evos i we did a couple of uh cayman s's and we did a bunch of other kind of fun little projects a couple of celica gt4s but mostly and subarus also but mostly it was it was evo and i think uh works is most famous for the um the all-wheel drive time attack win with uh tarzan yamada driving mm. Oh, I was thinking you were going to say the shaggy lemons car. Well, that so <laughs> that goes down, you know, in in the history books. But yeah, the the um, we called that the Mitsubishi. <laughs> That's pretty good. That's, That's awesome. Pretty good. What was under there? That was just a, uh, a Mitsubishi Mirage. Damn, it um, seems so much bigger with all that hair on there. Yeah, yeah. We <laughs> shaved the numbers into it. Nice. <laughs> and that car belonged to, uh, I believe, it was Boris Said. Whoa! Oh no way. Yeah, it's tied into something else that that uh, we can't talk about in public. Mm. Warren brought up Boris said uh, last week, I believe. One of my favorite race car drivers. Yeah, yeah. Hey, Brian, cool. I had a question for you. You didn't talk about the C sixty three coupe that you turboed in Europe, <clears throat> dude. That thing was crazy. Yeah, I was way out of my league. What the like takeaway was from that? Because I realized that you, you didn't to talk about the thing it on the much. autobahn. I mean, full yeah. blast. So a couple well, things to say about that. What was it? Uh, so it was a Turo rental, uh, yeah, C63 AMG. But it was a coupe, right? So it was a later, it was like a Gen 2, like a W205 or? It's pretty new, right? It was like a one-year-old ah, car? Gosh, I, I would be able to look it up very quickly. Uh, it was, it was pretty recent, but I, I don't remember the exact year. But it was a coupe, right? Yes. Yeah, it was. C63 S, yes. right? I think so, yeah. Yes. It looks like it. Oh, shit. So it had... Uh, I believe it had ceramic brakes up front. Well, probably all around, right? Yeah. yeah no, right. <laughs> Just on the right front. Absolutely. It had drums in the back. <laughs> the drum rear, ceramic fronts. Um, Jaguar rear end. I don't know. I don't know any way to distinguish those models between each other, so I can't help there. But it was pretty new. It had an insane interior, like the. Yeah. the uh, I don't know your crazy numbers and letters. <laughs> I can't read the back of that car. Uh, any car that's pictures. over fifty thousand new, I basically just tune out to. I just don't even 
look at it. <laughs> what are you talking about? All right, go on. I mean, it's real life. Like, I, it doesn't apply to me, right? And this is one of those cars. Like, I jump in and it's like, I actually didn't really feel comfortable with it. It's yeah. like, I, I, it seems like something I would really like to enjoy. But the reality was like, this doesn't feel like a space for me. Like, this, <laughs> you know, this is, this is definitely not my car. Just jump out of ZR yeah. and into that. Right? No door panels and everything. Yeah. And then, you know, I'm, I'm going in between. So this is what I rented to get me from the airport at Dusseldorf down to the Nürburgring. How far is that? Uh, it was like two hours, okay. roughly. Um, and, uh, you know, so I'm I'm regular Brian, uh, drive the C4 regular Corvette. Brian. Regular Brian. You know, and then I jump in this <laughs> super fancy car, and then I'm, I'm driving to pick up a, a rental car that's like, you know, Econo shitbox, like also my comfort zone, right? The Suzuki Swift, totally stripped out race car, basically. Um, and so I have this in-between time, and uh, yeah, so... Uh, unfortunately I was cutting everything super close so it's like I go I, I fly in I pick up the car and I uh, just basically burn down to meet Phil to do all our check-in stuff so I didn't have a lot of time to mess around but just getting to the ring you do go through some back roads and I did take a few turns that took me a little bit deeper into the back roads um, a lot of the stuff like I think I was I was trying to do one particular road uh, that I had uh, gotten keyed into from some documentation that I was reading beforehand uh, and I, I don't think I actually made the right turn so I ended up on this really twisty like single lane or like just barely over a single lane road going through the winding through the forest where there were like you know I, I went uh, cross traffic with like a couple motorcycles who seemed to be driving for fun but this car felt huge, you know, like it on a tight uh, back road. It just felt like a, a huge beast. Uh, you know, it, it is more suited for the Autobahn stuff. Did you run into any back roads with no speed limits? I found I did a couple yeah, of road they, trips. They would they would flip pretty quickly though so uh in and out of villages you, yeah and so but it's like between it's like crazy these like tight twisty roads yeah. and it's like no speed limit right i never saw that that's pretty badass that's amazing so i i ended up uh it was it was also tight on the way home and so i had to leave at 3 a.m from my hotel to be able to get to my flight which left at 6 a.m um oh wow yeah and there was just there was Good only planning <laughs> well it was <laughs> Regular Brian. I mean, <laughs> regular Brian. I, I, I felt like it was important not to take too many days off work. Like I, uh, I it originally started as like, what's the minimum I can do? Yeah. Um, and there was only one flight a day. Logistically, it was uh, okay. difficult. And so, you know, not to mention the fact that uh, it was it was fun to do this Turo and rent this extravagant car. But I had to meet them at the, you know, it wasn't to get the good car. Like they didn't do airport drop off. And so it's like, I'm trade when I'm booking this, I'm like trading off, like, oh, I could get this car, but this one's way cooler. This guy will take me to the airport. I, I went for the cooler car, uh, but I had to like arrange to meet them. And that wasn't it. So it was like, it, it was difficult to make it happen. But anyways, you know, you just back the time up. You wake up earlier. It's not that big of a deal, but I end up burning through the Eiffel mountains in a C63 AMG Dope. at 3 AM. And uh, I have these options of there's like four different options, you know, from regular to sport mode and then sport plus and then that race, I think, is the highest level. And that like flips off all exhaust baffles or whatever and is just barking loud, revs super quick, shifts hard, the suspension stiffens up. Um, and so I would be like, you no know, so nannies I would, I would though, right? go through no nannies. So yeah. So well, like actually Mercedes when I never turns off all the way. Right. Yeah. 
I know. It backs it way off. <laughs> I know. It never turns it off all the way. When I rented it, they so uh, the guy whose car it was uh, didn't speak very much English, so we had a translator on the phone, uh, and she was like, "Yeah, you probably don't want to put it into race mode, you know, like especially you're like you're a guy, you you know, it'd be very easy to crash." Like you're she, a guy, literally, she literally guy. said that, the, um, and so I flipped it into race you're mode. You're a regular Brian. See, yeah. <laughs> regular Brian. <laughs> but so I was burning through the Eiffel Mountains uh, in this thing, 3 a.m. Nobody on the road. But it's like within five minutes, I'm at the next town. And then I, I kind of, you know, a couple times I just burned through town with like exhaust full bore, you know, but then I started to feel bad about it. So I'd flip it down. Everybody's sleeping. Um, so it ended up being this like back and forth of like getting on it and then being a little bit scared. You know, it's kind of damp out. And then you let off and cruise. And it was it was hard to feel really comfortable and get into a rhythm with that car. I think there are some roads that I probably could have hit if I had more time and, and more more background knowledge there. Um, and uh, it probably would have revealed like a super well composed car that was, you know, perfect for big sweepers or something like that. I didn't, I didn't get to have that experience. So did um, you leave like... Um wishing you could spend ninety ninety thousand dollars and buy a car like that or you kind of absolutely like, not it's way more than i need yeah and so and so then it flips over to i get out of the eiffel mountains and i'm on the autobahn and i literally have to make good time to get to my flight so it's like i need to go fast on a straight highway and i have this fucking missile to be able to do it like perfect right you know what's crazy about the Autobahn, though, and maybe it's just a stretch or whatever. I don't know. I feel like it's kind of like they give you they give you this no speed limit, which everybody loves. That's known around the world. Awesome. You don't have to speed. However, they take a lot away. Like they would at any of the construction zones. Yeah. Half of it was construction zones, mm -hmm. and they are so fucking strict. Yeah. With the speed limits there, where they would roll you in, and it would be like you know 120 kilometers, 80, and they like downgrade yeah. you so they yeah. start the construction zone way early and there's cameras everywhere i'm just assuming so and then you get down to 60 and it's 60 kilometers per hour for like a super long time and you're weaving through all these like intricate so cone tight. setups I really was, tight I and thinking like about that perfectly placed cones like the amount of cost that must go into these road repairs is insane yeah, yeah. and yeah. it seems like they set it up it must take forever too like just the amount of setup involved they, yes. they, it's got to be a super long project but that's like super efficient though right like instead of just like people hitting a fucking huge yeah that's lock, true like they're they're it's traffic flow right like they're really good with that so yeah, like you're still the, moving you're going 60 but at least everyone's moving but it's yeah I didn't see there. it in I didn't see it in high traffic and how maybe it would compare it to what moves. we do I mean going into a town you'll get some gridlock but on the highway in those construction zones it still kind of moves and it's yeah but it, you maybe get during the day kind of rhythm right I do a lot of when I go to Germany I do a lot of driving between Frankfurt and Stuttgart and there are usually like at least two spots of construction zones between and you kind of you kind of get into this rhythm and you got this like group of other cars that are ready to go fast are they just never going to finish the tr project well i mean it's <laughs> like they i think they call it like summertime is like construction season on all the road but uh, what i do now this last trip that i took uh from frankfurt to stuttgart specifically i go south of the main highway through those back roads and there are just like gorgeous back roads with long stretches of no speed limits with sweepers and it's like the most ideal road i've ever driven hmm. nice um and you know it, that way you kind of you're a little bit longer timing but you get to see all these cool little villages and for me the really cool thing is going through these villages and seeing the use like some of them will have little used car lots on the villages. You see these like, oh, dope. super obscure cars huh. on these like village car lots. It's it's pretty cool. Yeah, I think 
spending a little extra time, no matter what you were doing around there, would be a good plan. It would be nice to be able to do that. Yeah, I mean, I budgeted just a day to get between cities, yeah. and yeah. you didn't have that. Yeah, that's that's pretty Regular cool. Regular Brian does not have budget. Regular Brian. But, <laughs> but yeah, so, um, you know, like, you, it feels, it's a, it's a weird thing where you're on the highway, and it's like, you almost feel this trust where it's like, they trust me to go really fast. So then when they ask me to go super slow, it's like, okay, I guess you trusted me to go fast. I'll follow your rules. <laughs> and I just, by the end of it, I was like, it was like way more of this construction zone stuff uh, than the benefit of just hauling ass on the highway. How um, fast did you go on it? Um, I didn't go that fast because I think it was like 240 or something uh-huh. kilometers per hour. Which I think that car will do a lot more. That one of the wheels were was out of balance, so it started like vibrating. That's like miles an hour, right? I don't know. Sounds about 1. right. One point six. Yeah. One point six. Ali, two hundred forty kilometers an hour. One moment, please. Yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah. So like the first thing I notice when I go to get the car is all the wheels have curb rash, mm-hmm. and when I was up at higher speeds, it was just vibrating, and huh. I, it had to have been that. Hundred and fifty miles an hour. Oh, that's pretty fast. Well, you're really close. 49.1, Because 55 yeah. is the limit. Well, 155, so you almost hit the limiter. The, oh, all is German it? German cars are limited at 155. Oh, really? Yeah, no, like not all German cars I find that are. Really Aren't they all like... No, they're, that was back a long time ago. Oh, really? But, yeah. yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah, I think <laughs> like, oh, this, yeah. all this the car... new Audis, do, like, new, new GT2 RS does, like, two... 13 or 217 or something yeah i i I thought i was hearing people talk quotes of like 280 and all that stuff oh kilometers yeah Yeah. i think i think that thing probably does like 190 or something one or Uh, unrestricted i think yeah yeah they're crazy um but pretty pretty cool to be able to just get a a car like that i mean to roll up when i was going to the check-in at the nurburgring and there's like all these Ferraris and Porsches up the wazoo and everything's like track ready. But it's also like it's kind of like the people who would be at the Nürburgring, like what are their daily drivers? And to roll up in the C63 AMG, like it felt like I fit in, which was that was. Yeah, you a feel pretty moment. rad. Like, yeah, you're not just in some shitty rental car, right. like, yeah. like Fiat, whatever. You're yeah. In this, yeah. And it did give like a whole different air to the trip. Like even when I drive up to the to rent for ring, you know, where I'm going to jump in, it's like you know somebody sees that and they're like uh I, and I, I like i'm pointing like i drove in on, or whatever like that's can i park there and they're like oh shit that's yours and it's like <laughs> well, yeah you're, you're, you're like but you're just, you regular you're, regular you're, like, you're just a regular brian you're like you're just a don't worry lane I, I, know, right? I, I told them right up i was like it's not mine that's... Dude, that car is so sick i think that's such a good looking car too it sounds amazing yeah. Yeah, and they're so well put together. Like the interiors are so nice. Like everything's so cool about those cars. Yeah, the details are amazing. The, yeah, the the seats really it's comfortable. C class though, you know. I mean, two hundred fives are definitely better than two hundred fours. Are pretty shitty interiors, but uh, yeah, two hundred fives definitely like big them. step up. I like the so. size too. The C the C class the C sixty. I want to drive Dude, it. It's too big. Even it's, no, I'm driving E sixty three AMG GT. AMG GT would be amazing. Yeah, those are sick. badass. You know they look what? so good in person. The um, um, the AMG Driving Academy is surprisingly affordable, and they put you in. Where is it? Laguna. Oh, oh. oh. yeah. And yeah, I have a friend at work who who does that. He's done it a few times. Yeah, there's, there's an, I have an, uh, also a friend that that does it on a regular basis because he says it's as cheap or cheaper than any other school but you spend more time on the track and they right away get you out and they tell you to turn everything off we're gonna go sideways that's cool huh. that's, that's really rad cool. oh and you get to drive amg gt's yeah, dude it's so dope M- he did it with the sls's and then later on he did it with the amg gt's nice 
Yeah, th those I, I I I believe that, that that could be a good deal because a friend of mine was just looking at it and there was like some Lexus driving experience at, at Laguna, and he's like, "Oh, what do you think of this?" And uh, you know, my knee jerk reaction is that, that's probably lame. Lexus, yeah, but unless it's LFA, but it was like exactly. 500, 500 bucks or something, and you get to drive on Laguna, uh, and then I I was like, just check out Skip Barber or something. It was like you got to jump up to like a grand or two grand to be able to get on the track because all the skip barber stuff's like in the paddock yeah, uh, I mean, until I you do like the full uh, Skip barber is a lot more about like honing your driving skills lexus is like come experience the lexus let me show you what's cool about trash the control automatic <laughs> but i mean yeah like just buy it like for getting on the track it seemed like actually when I looked into it, it kind of a good deal. But yeah. I mean, if, if for AMG, if they do, I don't know what it costs. I AMG, but I did a, a little bit of kind of research on this a little while ago because I was going to do a offsite for my team. The AMG one was by far the best bang for the buck. Yeah. Like track time, cool car. And specifically, like you don't on. you don't have to take your own car because that's a whole nother yeah. expense. Like, like track Audi days are really obviously way cheaper. But also, but the Audi experience was more expensive. And in my opinion, you know, I would much rather be on track with an AMG GT than an Audi R8. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'd go for either, but yeah. Yeah. So, um, Oh dude, I just, I just, I wanted to share about this real quick. So I looked up the 155 thing. So BMW, Mercedes and others have entered a gentleman's agreement to limit cars to 250 kilometers, right? It's an electronic, electronic speed limiter but they may unhook the speed limited cars in Europe and Mercedes will provide some vehicles in the U S without limiters for an additional price. Well, yeah. no, so it's like, like dude, it's, it just hasn't been a thing forever. Like nine, nine sixes weren't limited. Uh, nine, nine sevens are like no Porsches are limited anymore. Get, like, but is it a German E63 market thing though? Like that's S. what I'm trying to figure out. I don't know. I'll let it go. But like I did once like one seventy in my nine, nine six. I'm just wondering if it's a German thing though. Like if it's a German, like a domestic market car, like if they limit it, I, have, I don't know. I'm just, uh, I don't know. Versus US. But, but I remember that was like an agreement they had, but they all, I, as far as I knew, they have all almost aban abandoned it. I mm -hmm. think BMW does still leave it on some of their cars, but yeah. I mean, for the most part, they're kind of, you know. I know Audi lets it lets it go, at least in the US. Yeah. <laughs> I know I accidentally did about 175 in my GT3 once. Mm-hmm. Total yeah. accident. Yeah, like your foot slipped or something, and you're like, I can't get it out. I was, just, yeah. yeah, I was busy. Yeah, you're busy. Yep. Uh, cars and coffee was last weekend. That's right. It was. It's pretty fun. That's cool. Davenport, once yeah. again. I saw Warren. I saw you from afar. Yeah, we were too busy to talk uh -huh. to each other. I was so freaking brain dead that morning. I had my 20 year high school reunion the night before. Oh what? no! <laughs> and I was. Oh man, uh, people were talking to me, and I was not making a lot of coherent sentences come together. It's just yeah, someone was telling me as you are uh, still struggling too. I feel like I'm still kind of struggling. <laughs> I just don't do that very often. It was a private party, Harbor Cafe, and then we closed down Brady's. Whoa, you oh, guys wow. went. To the, you guys went classy. Classy. Went to the yacht well. club. <laughs> it's not the yacht club. You just went to and a by yacht the way, club. No big deal. Haven't been to Brady's in a long time. It was popping so for those not from santa cruz it's like classic dive bar 
uh, like it might as well have been like people hanging on the chandelier, <laughs> fucking singing. There's a taco cart out front. What? People smoking, playing pool. I mean, it was like just classic scene. Everything you would want to see. Pretty much. Pretty much. And um, lady yeah. was having a baby. <laughs> might as well. <laughs> might as well as a horse drinking. <laughs> There's a <bar>. baby. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Uh, anyways, so I, I came. I was there about eight thirty, and I was just like totally tattered, but it was a lot of fun. I was having a good time. Nice. Cool cars. Yeah, for sure. Um, Sean Grimes rolled up in a crazy Porsche 911. That's right. Kramer, Dude, that thing Kramer is so G- ugly. G2. <laughs> it is so ugly, right? It's Talking bad. about whale penis. It just looks like a so bad ugly. body kit. Yeah. The thing that it's bothered really me was some of the uh, openings were just cut out. Jagged. There was no... It's um, like race car shit. No fill, like, uh, tubing for the intake or it's just race. a it's like, hole with like, mesh. Like when you look at a race car and you're like, oh, it's a race car. And you can kind of oh, see... Oh, like no ducting at all. Right. Or yeah. And uh, I hate gaudy wheels. I love Gaudis. Gaudi wheels on C4s look amazing, by the way. I like Gaudis. Gaudis are pretty cool. Yeah. Take, I'm, I'm kind of to each his own. Right, right yeah. place, right time, but they're pretty gnarly. It, but, no, yeah, that was well, the, I think they're so rad, that was one especially thing on that, race cars. That's one thing that uh, Yen did mention he's changing, though. He that's wants awful. to put some different wheels on. He like shouldn't. BBSs he or shouldn't big BBSs. Big Those need BBSs. to be refinished anyway. They're yeah, all tired. They do. But super gnarly the name Kramer... You know, like Dude, I'm all in. Whatever you can make it look however you want. Black on the dash. Yeah, wow. It's, so it's a souped-up Kramer 930 so, turbo. Uh, yeah, yeah. So 930. Uh, and like Sean was telling me about like how like it, it's definitely like the classic on-off switch, but like mm-hmm. amplified, right? With like a crazy big turbo, like a period. Do you know turbo. where it came from, or like what are the backstory? I don't is? know. I don't no. know. Anything. I didn't. I barely talked to him about it. You know, yeah. Like, like I just uh, just enough to confirm that it was a Kramer built car and not like a because you know D two what was it a DP I think DP, DP was yeah they made like Kramer kit right but sweet. like he's like yeah this is like an a, a original Kramer car like mm-hmm. not built by DP um, <laughs> and that's all as far as I got with the car but it looks pretty gnarly yeah. super super radwood <laughs> and then Kramer is like a couple steps below roof is that kind of the thinking because they're well, not Kramer a had a race team yeah. So it's more like race. Roof was a manufacturer. Yeah. Roof but, was like really focused on super high performance road cars. Yeah. And Kramer was a actual race team yeah. that built this like a, a few cars. And they built 935s or what, were they, what was their Yeah, they were 935s. They yeah. were full race car team. Yeah. Because I know I've seen some of them at Laguna. And that this had like 935 style front end on it, but it was like rounder. Yeah. And uglier looking. And more tapered, weird. Yeah. <laughs> and the, the, and the, a lot of straight. The headline opening, or the, because it has pop ups, but they're really tiny. Yeah. It's really like tiny. a stylized 935. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 It's that's probably basically what it was, right? Yeah, 935 for the exactly. for the road. It's super cartoony looking. I bet the with proportions some are weird. correct graphics and like fine tweaks, like maybe they do refinish the wheels or whatever, it could be pretty amazing i mean uh, it's pretty amazing anyways it that it rear is. end dude the tires are like how, yeah. 335 and they're a class i think P-0s. they're 335s yeah, yeah like, it's like f40 tires yep. asymmetrical oh, that's like the c4 the um <laughs> i like the c4 it literally uh, is, oh yeah. the width and so if you want to see a good version or like a well-executed 935 lookalike, the uh, the Midnight Club Japanese racers, I don't know if you ever saw those, um, those look fucking amazing. Like they actually like did it right and there's the proportions a, are correct and the they look sick. There's a uh, car dealer in Florida. Um, I think they're on Instagram, Real Muscle Cars Miami or something like that. Um, 
they have a couple of real DP 930s that are for sale. They're really, really cool with mm-hmm. all the graphics. Yeah, those are like, cool with like the rainbow graphics. Yeah, yeah. So it's like they, they have a red slant nose with the rainbow graphics on it. Mm-hmm. It's just DP on the front. So cool. Like, really, really cool cars. I like those. Yeah, I think uh, Evo Motorsports, I think. Those guys had a really cool DP car a while back. So the plaque on the dash said Kremer G5 Street 2. This is the second gr5 street 2 built by porsche kremer racing at cologne for mr stout cologne mr stout Stout. 18th of may 1984 e plus m kremer and that has a chassis number 84 yeah i think it's rad as hell see the side streaks yes it's like the most rad with such a cool car and then again also brought the lancius uh delta Delta and then his his uh, Euro Carrera. Yeah, and then he brought um. He brought the, four cars? the 964 cab was also his. Oh, that's yes. How did he? <laughs> he says everyone. Sean rolled yeah. up in the Kramer. Yeah, Grimes. I, I drove the Lazio home. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, here, just somebody drive these things. So classic. Yeah, he's he's Amazing. got a red. And then Art drove um, Lloyd, our buddy Lloyd's uh, little. EG? I did drive the EG hatch yeah. that he's that he brought Honda, out. Honda Honda Civic for those I of love you. Lloyd's collection, by the way. He's got yeah, he has such cool eclectic. Did he sell his five ten? Yeah. Mm. That Civic is pretty badass. It's that pretty thing cool. is dialed. And like it's it's got so for the Honda nerds out there, it's got a B sixteen in it. Um I, what is a B sixteen? So it's a one point six liter, hundred and sixty horsepower and a like eighty two hundred RPM red line. VTEC? VTEC is hell, dog. Uh and do the intake tube was as big as the cylinder head so I mean, that's that's really that's aptly named the uh whale penis intake oh, okay. so it was i think made by jay's racing originally and then password jdm started making replicas back in the day password and I, jdm and he had a password jdm version which is a carbon kevlar one yeah so cool so Massive, that though. I mean, like, it's gigantic yeah it's 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 tapered too so it goes i saw big. it i got a picture of everyone looking at that engine uh-huh. oh nice I was like, All right. <laughs> it's i mean the, it's fine i mean the engine's fun and everything but it's it's definitely slow car fast to the max like the chassis is really set up it's got really nice like olin's dampers on it um and you know full suspension sphericals everywhere like sway bars like it's dialed and it's got meaty um uh well it's got 15 by 8 wheels with meaty uh nt01 tires which is an r comp tire and he let me like you know push it a little bit up in the mountains there and like it's so balanced like i mean it doesn't understeer at all it's got a, a type r transmission with an lsd in it you and took so- bonnie dune road yeah. So you did and, a little hill climb, like a climb, climb which is nice, down. right? Yeah. yeah. And in those things, I mean, that motor is just like, it, it wants to be between like seven and 85, basically. Like that's where it wants to be. Like, uh, <laughs> so and cool. you have to rev the shit out of them. They have no torque at all. Like, and so, um, there's no shove, you know, you just have to keep them way up there and like pinned and, and they sound epic. And it's, it's really, really fun, especially with that chassis. Cause that car weighs probably like 2,100 pounds wet, you know? So, um, with a motor 160 horsepower, it's not super quick. It's, it's okay, but it's just super fun to like, just stay pinned and, you know, and it handles really well. It's really light. It's nimble as hell. You know, the, the steering rack is original. So that's a CX, which is, one of the back in the day like that was the most desirable chassis and i guess it still is but because it doesn't have a sunroof it's the most basic it has roll-up windows no rear wiper like minimal motors you know i think the cx's didn't even have intermittent wipers from what i recall so like just the most basic car you can get and so um you know like it's it's a little tinny or whatever but you also have a slow steering rack what year are these the cars most, like 94 or? uh so 90 uh 92 through 95 
Okay. Uh, and so, but given that it's a CX model, it doesn't have like a sporty steering rack or anything. So it is a little slow. That's the only thing he even noted it before I even like got into the hills there. Cause like he goes, I mean, probably going to comment on it. And sure enough, it's just like the whole chassis is so nimble and like everything's so precise and immediate. And the steering is the only thing that's a little slow, but it's still a ton of fun to drive. Um, super easy to swap that out, right? Yeah, pretty. Yeah, it's super easy, actually, on those cars. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it's it's kind of funny because like I was sitting there and like I'm talking to these guys about it. And it's like someone else that was at our uh, at our cars and coffee walked up and he's like, yeah, you know, I've been thinking about building one. Should like I build one or should I buy one already built and put together? And like Lloyd's like, dude, you can get a car like this for nothing. Like these cars are so cheap and like, you know but they do get stolen like he said it right then and there and the guy was talking about that too and like it's still a problem like and then you know, art stole it and drove so, it into the hills so it's just a car that i was actually gonna recommend it's called to, insurance i was yeah. gonna recommend to brian like as a pretty solid like alternative to like the fiestas or the focuses like but it's not a car that you could just drive somewhere and leave like for a few hours like like and they like brian i don't, I don't believe this lloyd yeah. said, i don't believe it either dude lloyd said that to this i almost want to get one just to prove this let's try it let's can you try get it. a parking boot and bring it with you and people do that car people do that like Take that the is a thing. Wheel off, put the lock. You on can the drive pedals. it anywhere in Santa Cruz. People do that all the time. There's the boot. There's the steering wheel. I had quick releases on my cars with a hub lock, like all that shit. Um, the most effective thing. Yeah, was but a you say lock. you did, and I think we all. What we're all thinking is that you lived in the past. You know, when this was a, there was a hot thing. There were a lot of people in this community yeah, that were they were stealing yeah, cars yeah. and parting them out. But we think that that. Uh, time has passed well, and people don't really care well, anymore. What I'm telling you is that the person that currently owns one is saying that one of the reasons that they're so like cheap and and, and available is that they have a stigma of one because it's kind of ricey and whatever. Right. Stigma but that also, used to be true, yeah. But yeah, he, right. he only drives he drives it for fun and he doesn't park it anywhere. He only drives it out to do shit he and never back leaves home. it. He never leaves it and he doesn't trust it's like it. It's like an expensive mountain bike you don't have a lock for because you're never going to leave. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, I don't know. It's It's annoying, right? But whether it's true or not, like the people that are in the in the scene are telling me it still is. So otherwise, I would highly recommend one because they're they're super super fun. It's like so this is like, like two car solution, the second car, second car, yeah, yeah. just yeah. fun car. So this is like instead of a Mark One GTI, instead of a Mark Two GTI, right. instead of a, of a Focus or a Focus, Fiesta yeah, or something Civic like that. SI, because you can yeah. get a really cool one for five grand that is That's like already built. So he, he didn't yeah. pay that much for it, and he yep. said the guy had invested thirteen grand, which I believe based oh, I'm on what sure. you're saying, yeah. And he paid like half that. Yep, that's yeah. how you can get them for five, six, seven grand all day, depending on. I mean, it kind of makes put, sense, yeah. though, right? Yeah. yeah. Then you just paint that hood, and yeah. do it. Dial a couple little things. Definitely needs to paint the hood. It looks. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm just. That's cool. I mean, I, I, yeah, it's like all about having that motor that you can rev. I mean, you, I think when you were talking about the high rev range, you were talking about it in kind of a bad way, actually, just that there was nothing at uh, the bottom. But no, no, no. I mean, it, it's just it's, it's a different fun way of driving. It's a different it's like, way of driving. It's, yeah. it's like you always have to be up in the rev range. Yeah. So like, no, that's it's super just, cool. It, I, yeah. yeah, like there, you. It's fun also to rev out from nothing too, because like you start like for, you wind it, wind it, wind it, wind it, wind yeah. it, wind yeah. it. It's like still going. You're winding, 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 and then you shift, and then you're doing it again. Right. You know, so and they're um, safe. Uh, yeah. driving dynamics you can't you can't really get in trouble yeah unless it's set up like super aggressive but like you can yeah. get them to lift off oversteer really easily this car is not that way it's like super neutral the lsd is really functional too like it, it rotates you really Has well LSD? Throttle. yeah it's type r transmission so it's oh. got the lsd in it so crazy yeah it's a good car i i really enjoyed it but like not enough to want to buy one so myself if you were in the market for one of these 
do you look on Craigslist or are there no, sites that are I would I would go like on like on a Honda specific forum and find the people that are like know what they're doing and it's someone like this. This is car Honda was built Tech still around. They're still around. And so you find like a community like this guy is like someone who tracks the car or tracked the car and built it for track use and, and the components are there. You could tell that it's good stuff and like he knows what he's doing, the car's been corner balanced, whatever, all this shit, right? So otherwise on Craigslist, like you know, it's it's mostly kids. junk. It's mostly kids. It's like yeah. shit that's been pieced together from yeah, stolen parts. Would <laughs> rather do a car like this or get a four door rabbit diesel and put like a sixteen valve in it and never have to worry about smog or and just like it's not a bad one. I like, I prefer the eight valve myself. It's half of a V eight. So yeah. they tell us this car is barred by the way, so it's perfectly smog legal. Uh, the V sixteen that he's got in there, which is very easy to do now, even uh, with that intake and stuff. I don't know. That's if not a. Car, I don't know. That's not a carb. carb, carb yeah, probably intake, not. I bet. Yeah, park ranger over here yeah, coming in. Uh, well, the the <laughs> the benefit of the diesel swap is they never have yeah, to look course. at it at all. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Whatever you want it. Yeah. Valves, yeah. Valves. That is cool. And and what what are we talking about for prices there too? I mean, you if you so did many it of them all are diesel vins that have that. Yeah. You could find like I mean if you talk to, uh, um, what's his name that came to Radwood with the the little Sean Jesse. Oh yeah, John. oh yeah, John. Uh, not John. Um, oh, the truck, the rear-wheel drive one. Oh, from the East Bay. Yeah. Uh, oh, Castro, Castro Motorsports. No, no. no. Um, the guy with the green truck with the BMX bike in the back. Oh my god, that's Castro like Motorsports. No, it's not Castro Motorsports. I'm blinking on it. Thomas Fortuny. Yes, Thomas Fortuny. Damn it! What the hell? He, he could tell you about probably <laughs> half a dozen old rabbits that have been converted from diesel to gas that you could probably pick up for a decent price. Yeah. Personally, I've, I've had a lot more fun in rabbits than I've had in civics. It is a little bit true that you have to worry about like people just stealing shit off of the civics and stuff like that. And the rabbits are a little bit more, um, I like how key. there's a better people in the community. Uh... Yeah. And, <laughs> <laughs> I like how well built the Mark one rabbits are too. Yeah. And like, the the coolest sleeper I've ever seen was a Mark One four door rabbit that looked kind of stock, maybe a little bit lowered with some cool wheels, and then just completely an animal. It was so fast. That's rad. Really That's fun. what I want yeah. with original. I will paint. tell you though that it's a lot cheaper to be to make a faster Civic. So that's like one thing that I learned very quickly. Like when I got my first Mark One, like that was what I, I have. There's this really. F- well-known thread on VW Vortex that I started about that specific thing. It's like, all right, I'm starting this Volkswagen thing. Like I'm starting to run into like some, like a lot of roadblocks. Like I I can build like 180 horsepower motor for a few grand. That's like fully reliable. That like is going to make this car rip. I can get a suspension for two grand, blah, blah, blah. And like for a Mark one, like, or a Mark two, like it's going to take so much more effort and so much more work. Like, because that's just the way that's what's available right and so like uh it's a that's one thing i also really like the fully independent suspension on the civics or integras it's the same so it's full double wishbone front to rear so like the driving dynamics are different like i think you do get like a lot more of like the uh more i mean you got a semi trailing on the rear on the the mark one so it is more like slidey like a little bit less planted which can be fun so it's a different thing like the so this leads me to this next thing. So the, driving that car was really interesting because like they can have a lot of grip and that's also fun. Like, and I would want that out of a front wheel drive car more than, cause I don't really care for lift off oversteer. I like on throttle rotation. And so like I drove Gens, uh, Lotus Elise today on the way down. And so it was funny driving like the EG with the B16, which is like a car that loves to be revved out. It's the car, the chassis is really neutral. It's really set up well. And then I'm driving this Lotus Elise that has 
and also a 1.8 liter that's super high revving that wants to be like up in uh, in VTEC, yo, because it has variable valve timing as well. And and so it's just like it started. Uh, I don't know. I, I started to think, okay, you can't buy this other fun, super fun chassis. You've always liked Lotus leases, like they're a ton of fun, uh, but there are some issues with them, right? We talked about clamshells and like whatever, uh, but I mean. It, I think it's 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 actually like a viable yeah like, that's interesting second I would've, car I would I would never compared a, an early Civic with uh, the Lotus they're but, both go karty like right. that's they're both like just and really really super direct lightweight. super lightweight simply simply built maybe rattly whatever like just basic cars that are all about the pleasure of driving like the rest of it is sort of irrelevant like because I mean the car is like really yeah it's fucking it feels like it's gonna fall apart when you hit bumps like it's everything transfers through the tub and it's really harsh the interior is super basic um you know all that shit but like when you're fucking hauling ass and you're like on cam and just ripping through the gears like it's so much fun that none of that matters because the whole purpose of the car is for driving pleasure it's to drive it fast and, and on fun roads right so like and that's most specifically similar. furious very furious. Uh, so I mean, we I got to drive it on some fun roads on the way down, and like, he's talking about the Lotus right yeah, now. The Lotus Elise, yeah. And yeah, so, it is kind of a guessing game. Like, which yeah. one are you talking about? It, they're and that's the thing is that they're very similar, except that the Civic's front wheel drive and this thing's midget. But like conceptually, like as a package, like it's very. I don't know. I felt like they were pretty similar, and like. I don't know. I, so, I, I, are you saying that the uh, so driving the Lotus? Uh, are are you throwing out there that it's like a recommendation from you? It's a recommendation. He's trying to convince you to buy one. I think you should buy one. Oh, really? I think you've always wanted one. I think you'll really like them. I mean, they're they're as all the shit that like we even care all about, that shit that we were talking about. Where what do you have to say, Ali? I, I don't agree with that. First of all, I want to say that on paper, the Civic is better in every way than a Mark One GTI or Mark One Rabbit better you know parts availability you can make them handle better but in reality for for me at least the thought of have owning a dialed mark one gti even if it's slower than a civic uh is much more appealing than having i feel having yeah a civic. yeah no i know there's a stigma right it's like yeah. a ricer kind of thing I, and, I, and I, I just think that that kind of like i feel like we're kind of like we have common tastes in vehicles that the styling, the kind of like the ergonomics, the functionality of a Mark One GTI is a lot more in tune with kind of like my yeah. kind of like taste. The ethos, yeah, yeah, yeah for than, sure. Than a than a Civic, like a Civic mm -hmm. is is a really amazing car. You know, there are a lot of really fast, great Civics out there, but you put a super dialed Civic next to a super dialed or even a marginally dialed rabbit i'm taking the rabbit the rabbit can look so cool they can yeah. and the yeah. civic just like looks more ricey yeah. Like, yeah yeah that's right yeah a I, lot I of it like... is the design right so yeah, what do you so... think about the lotus elise i i definitely do not recommend regular brian buying a lotus elise <laughs> I, I just feel like <laughs> what about uh well, call me crazy brian <laughs> call me crazy well what crazy brian. so like it's like basically like we we just need to pile on the reasons why not to i uh, mean it, because... it is a complete rattle box and if you're really like but look who you're talking to man that's I, what I, i'm no, saying no, no, it's different it's, it's a little bit but it is thirty thousand dollars thirty thousand dollars is the so biggest problem it's a thirty thousand dollar rattle box to make an elise feel really good in my opinion, you have to go through, you have to fix the brakes. The brakes aren't really good. The suspension, sorry, all, all the Lotus fanboys, the suspension's kind of shit until you put good shocks on it. Um, you you have to change out the shocks on, on a stock Lotus lease, and it really, like, wakes the car up. But all of that stuff, I mean, you're, 
you're not going to spend $30,000 on a car like this. Cause at $30,000, you can buy two super fun cars, right? That do two, you buy your like really nice ones. Yeah. You can buy an overlander freaking, <laughs> you could buy a goddamn synchro camper van. You can buy a killer F J cruiser, or you, you know, a like a cool or a so Land Cruiser and a killer. Like realistically, the Lotus I don't think is a is a regular Brian car. I think I think it's a very regular Brian. Car. I think it's a very regular Brian car, but I think it, if it was like twelve thousand dollars, it yeah, would be a very exactly. very Sorry, Brian car. I think at thirty grand, it's not a Brian what car about at low all. Twenties, even low twenties, <laughs> I don't think it's a very Brian car because you're because that Brian is not the biggest spender and to spend money like that on a like that is just a toy dude like strictly a toy it's a toy like that's that's a hard like hurdle like you you could calculate how much real racing i could buy a completed race car and like do two full seasons of racing for that amount of money exactly you could could buy an aggressively set up e36 m3 track car that can do dual purpose road worthiness for less than 20 grand yeah. and have faster lap times than almost any of those lotus releases but sense of occasion S- like, sense of occasion is a top, thing top and gone like this that it's a so little i have fucking... to i have to like make the arguments too like i'm yeah. separating for myself you know because uh, like i'm not it isn't one of my real considerations just because of that high buy-in but i, I like to point to that one as a an example just because it they've been thirty thousand dollars forever so it's like you know you could you're not spending the Porsche, money you're destroying you're just you're, you're just kind it. of yeah. parking it yeah. and you know there's all this talk about porsches and everything like what what are the alternatives and what do i really like it's like lightweight rear wheel drive like bare bones um and i think a lot of people just skip over the lotus but i think after talking with you know people over the time of the podcast it does feel like there are very solid reasons why uh that isn't talked about more and it's like the giant client you hit something and you got to replace everything and the Although easy salvage titles we were and saying hard maintenance is uh is kind of you have full coverage and you right. have Haggerty or something yeah. i mean you're good so but I, I mean yeah like as a if you look at just something where like it's reliability i mean it's a reliable motor uh good gas mileage like if you want if you could if you were open to live in kind of an extreme life style where one car solution and it's just getting to work and back and then also having fun in the back roads like it is pretty appealing i don't think you'd ever get good gas modes in that car by the way because you you because always want to be you always want to be that could be true yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it but would, then, and like, you would you would do a driving record you would lose your license yeah that's like that's a magnet months. that's I'm my sure. main concern and, uh, and then you uh, one of the other things i jump to also is just that it's like uh a miata does you know 95 percent of it not the same for experience. way cheaper well, it's not, it's not even close dude like a miata is like really really slow car it's, fast this yeah. is like yeah. exhilarating like it's but just, you can like, add a turbo or a supercharger to a yeah but uh, a miata is not mid-engine with like but you can make it handle really well you, you can, can't argue you can. against oh, that and, yeah. and for 25 grand you can build a really awesome miata no yeah. doubt about or that but like 10 grand but you don't look back and see this fucking little go-kart thing that's like yeah no dude i mean you see it in the street you see you know you jump in it's like, I, I've it, dialed S2000 versus dialed S2000 versus this. Lotus. Oh, that's good. That's a good one. Those aren't cheap though. But they're well, like but you have, 25 you can, grand. You can definitely oh, get a nice 15. Car. You can get a really nice yeah, one. Nice 15. Sure. Right? Yeah. yeah you throw the throw the good shocks on there. Shit yeah. or whatever. There's and that's seat. a more livable. You could totally. Yeah. Although they're pretty small thing. interiors too. Yeah, but not as small Elise, as Lotus. Yeah. Lotus is like crazy small. Elise is not a car you'd want to jump in to go to like Rite Aid. 
this is almost another one of those things where it's like the Civic versus the Mark One GTI, where uh, the S2000 doesn't really do much for me design wise. But I looking at the Elise, I freaking, the, I would take a S2000 ten times out of ten over a Lotus. Elise. Oh, really? Styling wise, dude, the, the interior so of the cool. Elise is so rad. I think the S2000 totally was bare. more rare. It'd be even. I, I think it's almost perfect. Oh, I have to, yeah, I think it's a fantastic looking car, but yeah. I think at least it's just so exotic looking and so cool. Yeah, like, especially with the right exotic. color. And like, I don't know, I, I really yeah. enjoy driving it. Like, it's just like everything that you, it's like so pure. It's yeah. like, it's exact. It's, we, we're like, so joking. We're like, all right, dude, like we had to review this car without <laughs> saying it's like the most well-connected thing. It's like a go-kart. It's like, we have to delete all the cliches. No, everything you want to say, yeah. you're like, it's like a go-kart for the street. Yeah. Oh, it's, you know, it, it's all the like, it's all the stupid cliches of it, it you know it, it's a go-kart it's what a, about it's a, a slot uh, car it, it handles like it's on and rails it's just all absolutely true and exactly it's all what you want to say but um what about the most dialed mark one mr2 like mm, super dialed mm, now you need a motor well, I mean, it's well, you can build, you can build one. Valve motor on the MR2. Yeah, the twenty. Yeah, yeah the four AG is pretty good, right? Yeah, I mean, whatever. The stock motor, a mid-engine snickety yeah, stock shifter, four-cylinder is pretty badass. There are, yeah. That's if you build them or something. No stock. Like, you don't need much to do. Like you could go to Hasselgren huh? and have them build a crazy motor. Are you guys, are you, am I crazy, dude? They, <laughs> You're crazy. They do like zero to sixty in ten seconds. Or something. No, no, he's talking about the JDM motor that we didn't get. So it's it's a okay, twenty valve. We didn't get that motor. We didn't get a twenty valve motor. Yeah. No, we didn't. We got the little shitty. 110 horsepower motor or something. I'm 80% sure we got it in that first gen MR2. I'm 105% that we did not. No, get we got it. the little. We like, got a 4AG. Uh, it's, it's it, look it up. Look up. They're look so anemic. But imagine one. Imagine one that's dialed. It's got the flares like the one you but looked at. But it doesn't have the cool. motor. I know, but I'm saying he would also have fucking. He would spend it's, yeah, six five grand. grand the car, but that's like of, the Miata thing compared to that, right? It's interesting that it. But might, it's mid-engine. I'm just saying, go kart for the street, blah blah. Yeah, blah, yeah. blah. It's yeah. all the same. Pro, but like, it's also properties. heavier too. This that's thing weighs 1,900 pounds. pounds. No, I know. I mean, that's why it's so expensive. Pounds. It's a Dang. fucking 1,900 pounds, 180 horsepower. It's so fun, dude. It's like, and, and yeah, uh, it's 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 brutal as we've described. You feel every fucking imperfection on the road. Like that's that's a problem too. So I just drove it. Yeah, Link I drove it for 15 minutes. Yeah. Um, it's like really easy car to drive, really nice, like clutch pickup, everything. You know, it's like, it's just Toyota, right? It's like, yeah. And uh, the steering's really nice, has like a 12 inch steering wheel or something. You know, I think it's like, what, 320 or something? 320 yeah, mil? 30, it's like, a, it feels tiny. like you're in a, it's like a video game steering wheel, little yeah. mama. Yeah. But, um, you know, for me, seats way too small, like my butt was hurting. And, um, 15 minutes in. And, uh, I'm, it's just too tight, you know? And then also my head, my vision, if I sit normal, is I'm looking the... right at the bar, the top bar for the windshield. So I need to to drive it really. I need to hunch over. Yeah. And then like at stoplights, I'm deciding if I look at the light above or if I yeah. hunch down to look below. It is strange to make a car, a modern car that is not meant for all people especially yeah. for brits british people are pretty tall and yeah. big yeah know? like it's weird. Uh, but it's perfect for us brian like where it's like like it fits me like a glove yeah if you're like so, five nine or whatever it's uh, dude it, it you you have to drive it it's just like it, i i don't know i feel like all but, we're talking about the shittiness like yeah it's it's rattly it's creaky like it's it's harsh no all it's that so stuff. fun dude brian like, would love it brian yeah. would fall in love brian that's like a brian car i mean it's like the most minimalistic interior there's nothing really to go wrong on it 
it's just like there's nothing there yeah um the car like feels great it felt pretty composed i don't know we didn't drive it hard or anything it was just like once up, you get into bumpy stuff though, that's where it, the damping but, sucks but for dude, bumpy stuff the, and you hit anything that purposes a lot <clears throat> and yeah. the chassis feels like it's going to fall apart uh and I mean, it, we went through it does weird shaking and, and yeah, early, stuff early roadster days i mean the roadster was developed on oh yeah on, right. uh, the lotus at least chassis so we spent i spent a year driving uh a roadster as my daily commuter and a lot of that time was also switching out to an elise to kind of like try to get that balance back that the elise had when we put all the battery pack and stuff in it yeah um and it was just you know it's one of those things that like you enjoy the dynamics of the vehicle. The steering is great. Um, everything about it, like, in, as you kind of fantasize and romanticize about this, like, really awesome little thing is cool. But then you, like, step back and you're like, shit, I have to go to Costco on the way home. Well, yeah, it's just a go-kart. It's, it is yeah, just it's like, a go-kart. It's, yeah, it's, right? yeah. And then, like, you're like, I paid 30 grand for a go-kart. And yeah, that's yeah. one of those cars, too. Like, I wonder, I was wondering when I was driving it if, you know, I was thinking when I'm driving, I'm like, it's not that bad. You know, whatever. It creaks, yeah. rattles, all that shit. But it's like, that's kind of what, if you if that's what you expect, then it's just a driving machine and it's for the weekends. It's super fun. But I wonder if that would like wear on you. And after a while, you're just like, fuck, this car's a piece of shit. Yeah. And, and you think about every little creek that it Yeah. Has, if you start thinking those, like, about them and you're like, oh, it's getting worse. And like all of this stuff. And, and <clears> honestly, it doesn't take a big impact to do have to do major body work like even that's if why they get like, salvaged so often if yeah. you if you run over a curb and you puncture the side rocker you have to change the entire side panel of the vehicle i mean there are ways to patch it and body shops have authorized ways to patch those like mm -hmm. composite um, body panels but it, it's it's a thing to consider so i mean if you're thinking about a one car solution there or even a two car i i would say that for 30 grand or 20 even 20 grand there are more interesting options Go get a caterum. You're gonna go that far. You can get a caterum for twenty grand. Get an S two thousand engined Mark One Mini Cooper. Oh yeah, for yeah. twelve <laughs> grand, right? Or what was that never, none of you guys have ever driven a early never mini driven mini. A, I want no, no, so bad. Okay, so I, I I was yelling at my radio. I've driven one and it was to this day still one of the best driving experiences. Oh, man. And it was also, like was it original style or was it, it modified? Was an original style mark what late, uh, first whatever the small little tiny one I know, but... but it was a later gen mark it was a basically a 2000 uh -huh. german oh, right. market yeah, yeah. Mm. so it's basically the same body same yeah. chassis, right, right. but it's just kind of updated with like yeah bigger know, tail lights and whatever stuff. right wood um, interior wood stern. Uh, it was a friend of mine that's in san francisco that had it and my 2002 broke and he gave me the keys to it for a couple of days to drive and i was just like why are there any other cars in the world? This is like the most amazing thing. Yeah. You and you can in fit the, in it too, this right? This tiny little thing. And the inside was big. Yeah, yeah. they're really spacious. Like, and then S2000 engine. You don't even need an S2000 engine. <laughs> I know, I mean, but imagine. I've never an seen an S2000. I've seen the B-series with an F20 swap is nuts. Uh, I, I would, I mean, honestly, like a dialed Mark One Mini stockish stuff. Yeah. But like the S stuff, like the... 1300 12 inch like, or wheels instead yeah. of the 10 inch wheels and stuff like that that for me if if i were in your situation and you wanted a fun car i would buy that 10 times dude over. that would be pretty that's a pretty rad solution that's a really good choice that's for, you get those things for pretty cheap that was sparking a, a, a whole train of thought for me it was just seeing that white one on the black wheels that was at berkeley cars and coffee oh, uh, yeah. like last month or something yeah, yeah. 
And I started going down a rabbit hole and I was like, oh, how much are these? Because that seems really rad. And it's like, oh, well, a Mark One GTI is basically that. And it's like, no, no, and then I start going through. Yeah. yeah, you're talking like, about weight. I mean, like, I'm just simply, no, the weight, weight is everything. Yeah. Yeah. There's something about that car that's like just. Because a Mark One yeah. GTI is like 2,000 pounds or whatever, right under 2,000 pounds. Yeah. Those things are like, like 1,200 pounds or right, right? Pounds. Yeah. Weight. And you can yeah. feel like the lack of overhang. Like, the car just feels like, it, it really feels like you're playing with a car on a table. Like, because there's no overhang, short wheelbase, super wide. Mm -hmm. And you're really low, really motor. low. And it's that thing where the chassis is more capable than the motor, so Ooh. you're just, like, winding the car. Ringing it, yeah. yeah. And, and it's really, really fun. And you can get, I mean, you can get them in left-hand drive, which is great. They're, they're really easy to work on. I've heard, I've never seen this done myself, but I've heard of taking the stock, whatever that is, Rover four-cylinder, and putting a BMW K1200 head oh, on that Oh, rover. yeah, we saw it. There was one at Canepa. Yeah, we saw a, a, yeah, blue, so a there's green like crazy. A, a pretty yeah. cool mod where you can kind of get halfway between the crazy Honda swap and like... That's so crazy. That motor. would work. Uh, that would be... Motor. Yeah, that's... Like, it's not... I don't think it's that much work. I it's think like individual throttle is, bodies, fuel injection. the fuel injection off the BMW. <laughs> pretty rad. It's pretty cool. Yeah. I would like to see one of those around. That's a cool choice. I like it. Um, if you see any links, send them to me. I, I think they're pretty. Car. They're pretty yeah. expensive. I, I mean, a for a good one. Three of them that don't run. That. It's a good sign. Oh, that sounds right up my alley. <laughs> now we're talking. He bought them all not running to yeah. do projects on. Yeah. Them. One of them, he's doing that um, BMW motor swap, but he's buried in like eight or ten car projects. Mm. I'm sure if you want a project, we can go visit him and see what he's got. Did the one you drove have like the did did those those ones didn't have like the rubber shocks or springs and no, stuff? No, no, no. It was a it was the, a more modern because those like, had like coils and stuff. Yeah, probably. this one had coil springs on it. Yeah, yeah. It was like it was the best balance that I could imagine where it was it had some modern creature comforts, but it was still like very like yeah. connected. It but it didn't have like rattles. It was a really, really cool little mm -hmm. car. So um, before we I end this thing, I need to talk the, about driving uh, Joe's '68 Mustang. Do it. So, oh, okay. Can let, and let me just do two very quick project updates. Yeah. <clears throat> the Jeep crossed over seventy five thousand miles. Nice. Oh, that, was your, that was your. That's like, our warranty. Killer. That's oh. our warranty is up. As of last weekend, so uh, and we're still making payments on it, so wish us luck. Oh, that's always bad. Yeah. Uh, next note, uh, Skylark is running, and nice. I'm gonna try to take it up to Berkeley Cars and Coffee so I can sell it. Oh, or I, I don't know, you know, like that is just like trying to get it out there, mm. you know. And yeah, then yeah. I also uh, I've scheduled time with Hushy Pushy to take photos of it, nice. so I can actually Tail put a, a real ad up. Yeah, I'd like to be able to do that. I'd you like get to the fix top those. on. Um, no, it's scheduled to go in later, but if I, okay. uh, next month, but if I can sell it locally, then they, you know, it's transferable. So whoever buys it gets a brand new top. So, uh, what was up with it? Why wasn't it starting? Oh, is it what, it was just frozen starter. So I just, oh yeah, just whacked banged it. on it. Yeah. <laughs> um, can I say something real quick? Yeah. While we were sitting here, I just got an email that this is happening. Okay. So yeah, okay. Well, we'll, yeah, we have to get back. Wait, so we'll squeeze yeah. in lanes and then we got to talk Ali's or do you want Ali's what, car? What is this? <laughs> Ali's next uh, next acquisition. I just got the email right now. But literally, he told me a week ago. That okay, he was well, wait. It, so let like... me let's just <laughs> go. Let me Mustang, let please. me talk about the Mustang. We're, yeah. we're Blue Oval from here on out. <laughs> no, we'll talk about that. Blue Oval. So, um, our friend Joe took this uh, 1968 Mustang Fastback that he's had since high school, and he did a full. It's like a kind of a drag car. Has a 
all the drag shit. I don't know, dude. Has a 351 <laughs> Windsor with 400. Sounds amazing. 450-ish horsepower, maybe a little more. Uh-huh. Uh, three-speed auto with a shift kit and Did all that stuff. you say three stuff. speeds? Oh, my God. Yeah, bro. dude. Um, sounds amazing, right? And uh, yep. First day of the rally. Yeah. And it was like a great wake up. And it looks really good. It's like <laughs> kind of bullet looking. Um, really cool looking car, but uh, he was really slow on the rally. Like, notoriously, he would just pull over for every car that he saw on his... Uh, rearview mirror so um he wanted someone to drive one of us to drive it basically to like confirm like why he was driving like <laughs> such a little bitch on the rally i passed him like four times yeah dude everyone yeah. did and he just he was the greatest person he was so though. cool yeah he was so cool about it um but yeah so i took that up bonnie dune road um where Sounds art dangerous. took the civic up and um yeah it was really fun that thing's pretty freaking fast it's really fun like yeah uh i love dude that's like the v8 that's a v8 i can get behind like a ford v8 like that it's like built as opposed to a chevy v8 yeah uh it sounds so good and they just rev dude it's almost like a honda compared to and the the way they gain they make power i like the way they make power they make power way high up in the rev range so you're like you're you're wanting to drive that car at like 5,000 RPM or something and it wants to rev and it sounds it shrieks when it gets up high mm. sounds build, really you awesome can build dude. Chevy motors like yeah that. it's just the GM guys they keep going to bigger and bigger displacements I, I guess that's so it, it but I mean 27 I mean just or you should drive Marvin's Camaro now which has like a newer crate motor in it and it's, well, it's a pretty solid motor to I'm sure they're with. solid just go to the racetrack and watch the Camaros going around the track and then watch the boss 302s well no you're we'll listening listen. I yeah. know go yeah. listen to them <laughs> yeah. but that's you know you, you can separate that the sound is one thing but yeah. I mean to say that it's a better revving and you know driving well, motor like well, I don't have enough experience with the no, Ford motor no that's what I'm know, talking but... about I know I mean traditionally they're, they're a smaller displacement and it's more of a rever then like the Chevys are more are, are usually uh, kind of a bigger displacement, yeah. more torque down low, That's right. and the way they build power is just different. The Fords have the power up high. So have I mean, you guys seen? It's that? not always true, but I'm saying for the most part. And mm-hmm. you go listen to the cars of the track, and and you just hear them. You hear the Chevys go by, and you would think they were going 40 miles an hour. You look over, they're going the same speed. Hear the Fords go by, and it sounds yeah. like when the BMWs go by or the Porsches go by. You know, it's like they're like revving out. Yeah. Dude, I'm a big fan of like show? the hop, hopped up 289 for me is where it's at uh, for Fords. Engine Masters. Like yeah, a motor trend show. Yeah, yeah, I watch they it. They go through that. They're, they're like a, you know, 302 Ford versus a whatever Chevy, like same size. That show is like, really good. Actually. Yeah, I've been watching a lot of those shows. It's, mm-hmm. it's really. Yeah, and they do all the bench, di- the yeah, dyno yeah. testing and stuff yeah. like that. It's really cool. But anyways, it's, I like the way these Ford motors sound, basically. I just like the sound, like um, compared to the C5 I had the other week and stuff. That, that engine just sounded boring to me. And this engine sound has a lot of personality to it, uh, so I Anything I think t- sounds better than a dog. <clears throat> Is that right? And, yeah. yeah, Hellcat. And uh, <laughs> yeah. so I took it out, and um, it's like a pretty solid car. It has no steering, like not even no steering. There's just no steering, like thirty degrees either direction. <laughs> It's just Ford life, bro. a flat spot, dude. I drove a like Buick. you couldn't even say feel there. There's no, you were, no, you, were, you weren't saying feel. no steering feel. It's just it's nothing. Not, it's just nothing. You There's no re- steering. <laughs> you know what's is it, does that have a steering box or a rack? It has a box. box right? What's yeah. really scary to me Manual is it's a box. drag car. Like what the fuck? Like you got nothing for that? Like <laughs> I mean, you don't need it, dude. Well, I mean you kind of do, but at the same time, not really. 
you want to have a little bit of like yeah, yeah you almost you want, want a little bit tight. Yeah, you want some. I drove a crappy Buick LaCrosse the other day, and I was going 40 miles an hour. I could saw at the wheel, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Would go straight. <laughs> That's like as a newer car. It's a luxury feature, straight actually. Straight as an arrow. Wow. Yeah. So this thing, got, this thing got nothing. It's like where People it's just with Parkinson's. Yeah. This is just slop in the middle, basically. Yeah. And uh, I had driven my brother's Ford Falcon a couple months ago, and that thing was actually pretty solid, and the steering was nice, like for what it is, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so it was a big difference, but. Uh, and then this is a manual rack and the car you're just like you have to manhandle that thing and to get it through turns like and it's like has a wood steering wheel and my hands like sweaty and i was having a hard time That's where gloves come in handy lane i know didn't feel very comfortable like whipping it really like if it was to get yeah. sideways or something when on earth i couldn't imagine right like move. i couldn't imagine <laughs> yeah, like, just whipping this fucking mustang around jumping it but i was going pretty good in the turns and stuff like getting after yeah. it a little bit and it was it was it was fun and and the suspension was like pretty compliant and stuff but uh it was just a cool it experience. Is, it, is, it is what it is. I but it sounds the, like what you're saying. You have to muscle it yeah. into a turn yeah, yeah. of it wanting to be. So like, he, but he's basically he has bought all components to basically make nice. it, make it like an IROC yes. style. Yeah. Cool. The nice thing full is track car. And all that. Like really, bad yeah. He's stuff. buying yeah. all the stuff like control arms, and he already bought everything like new suspension. <laughs> so he's going to turn it into a, a coastal range rally slash. Laguna Seca like, track Trans-Am car. Trans-Am style. Trans-Am style, yeah. So cool. So awesome. Yeah. So cool. Very cool. I can't wait to see that. Yeah. And I think it'll look cooler, like more yeah. up-to-date, you know? So. And the Yeah, and the fastback body is so cool to do that with. <laughs> yeah, it's a really neat cabin to be in to look back and have those little rear quarter pants. It's a really uh, clean car. It's a really nice yeah. car, yeah. 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 And he's owned it forever, so. But it was cool. I really liked the way the power came on and everything. It'd be so fun with like a... I mean, it would be really fun with a manual transmission. It, oh, he's keeping the auto? I don't know. Dude. I think he might be, but it it's would be, be so I mean, fun with a five-speed. I know autos, manual swaps over here, but it's got to be super easy to... That not hard. A manual that on that car, right? Not yeah. hard. Art swap shops. Yeah. Just cut a hole yeah. and do it. Swap shop. I, I think it would be rad, though. Put a put PDK a five-speed in that. Oh, nice one. There you go. It would just be nice That's to have that much more shop. control. Yeah. <laughs> I can't, I, I'm just trying to picture that sound and shifting that fast. It's like, I don't even know. How, I, I'm, like, breaking right now. Like, motor, yeah. I couldn't do that. Because, <laughs> like, you, ha- you almost imagine, right? It's like the... Whoop! Yeah. <laughs> just like this like, how, I don't even know. How does that work? <laughs> See, uh, Randy Propes... Dude, the uh, GT, set the Willow. The Willow. He yeah. took the GT2 RS around the Willows today. Yeah, it's gonna be yeah. awesome. Set the production car record. I can't wait, wait. Bunwell or Willow Springs? Uh, Willow Springs. Uh, Willow Springs. Yeah. Set the track record. Yeah. Beat the if... McLaren 720s. Yeah. That thing's a monster. Huh? Um, That's I can't crazy. wait to see th- what Porsche brings out for Rens for it. I thought Hopefully we were that that uh, yeah, race car. They've though. got to. They brought the it to nine, Goodwood. Nine one nine. Yeah. They brought it. They brought it to Goodwood, so that shows that they're willing to travel. Yep. Pretty sure we said we were only talking blue ovals. Oh, we did. <laughs> so what'd you do, Ollie? Yeah. So little... Ollie, first start by saying what you have currently. So I have my E46 M3 2002. It's got a blah 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 package. Competition. Uh, package. Competition package. Um, I have my 1971 BMW 2002, which comes home from the BMW Foundation CCA Foundation Museum on. In five days. Oh. How brutal has that been? Um, it's it's definitely hard. 
having my M3 has make, made it easier. Mm, that makes sense. Um, it is kind of funny how you have an empty spot in the driveway and all of a sudden you just filled it up. Yeah, so, <laughs> I, you know, a lot of people have known since I sold my GT3, I've been looking for an air-cooled Porsche pretty hard, looking at everything from $170,000 built RSR replicas down to, you know, $30,000 just like beaters to kind of rebuild them and going back and forth with a bunch of stuff. <laughs> A car that I've admired for the last 15-ish years that a friend of mine's owned in a private collection somewhere in the world, I don't want to blow up his spot, um, has recently come available um, and uh, and I am dropping everything to buy this car. So it's about half the price of any cool 911 would be. And for me, it is as cool. What? Jesus. Jesus. <laughs> Uh, it, it's as cool or cooler than, than anything I could afford right now. Um, and it's, it's been on my bucket list forever. It's a Mark one escort Mexico with a two liter Cosworth. BD. Hell yeah. Um, it is, it's left-hand drive German market car. It's got some, some race history. Uh, and it's, it is got a thousand kilometers on a restoration. That's about 20 years old. And it's been just parked off and on for the last 15 ish years. Mm um dude golf clap so golf clap for sure and so you know what's gnarly is that i knew what car that was before you told me like i not just the model but i know the guy and everything and so when i was in college matt and i hushy pushy used to go to that shop and we used to see that car in his like showroom and we were like oh my god this thing you know and he always had like really obscure stuff i think he might have had nsu's and stuff yeah like really cool like yeah like old rally stuff gts and stuff right and that car was our like it was like the pinnacle you know and and um yeah it's so rad that you're you're acquiring it like him and i him and i have been like friends for a long time through the BMW community. And I've always like gone into his shop um, or into his garage and like checked out all the cars. But there's that one car, this escort that's got that presence that you just like, you stop. It's got like reverse mount 13 by eight um, magnesium BBS wheels, like period shield seats. Oh shit. It's, it is like, now you're speaking my language. Like really, really cool car that he brought from Germany. He raced it in college and then, then he restored it and it's just this like wow. kind of crown jewel and he's getting older he wants to move back to his kind of homeland and and uh and i've you know he he trusts that i'm gonna take care of the car so dude agreed to sell it to me is the so you just showed us a picture of it yeah. it's orange is that its current configuration That's it says exactly what it looks like right okay Warren, it says mexico on okay. the side so here's dude. my other my only question is that just is that kind of like too close to your 2002. I was just gonna say the same thing. Like, I so, mean, it's like it's I, this vintage spoke, you know, four-cylinder Fortuna, rear drive. Our friend. Yeah. Uh, I spoken to him. Brand. Yeah, I spoke to a few friends that have either good knowledge of this these cars or driven both cars. Um, the they are going to be very similar cars, but this is one of those cars that's so rare. It's on my bucket list. I I have to take it. I the presence to too that this thing and has, because yeah, like you exactly. see two thousand twos all day long. You know, yeah, it's like this thing is like a showstopper, right? Yeah. Well, and, you know, a lot of times when people are in the collector car world and they get something crazy, like um, a five forty k Mercedes Benz, right? They'll take it around the show circuits and stuff, and then at some point, what else do you do with it? So two thousand two. Might be time to. Uh... I'm not selling it. <laughs> <laughs> Every so th- my 2002 is gonna be like heavy in this like Monterey thing. It's gonna be all over the place, and I'm sure yeah. some like 
super drunk rich guy at the jet center party is going to offer me some money for it unless it's like over 200k don't talk to me which is like the most stupid number you can imagine right, 180 185 no wow no he thought about it i thought i know i thought i was gonna get 15, he thought about 15 it grand. <laughs> my ultimate is to have a collection which is this guy that i'm buying it from has this collection right right is have a collection of like early to mid 70s maybe a little bit of early 80s like compact european sports cars mm-hmm. do you need to go with full collection no this these two my my, my 2002 because you get a 510 S-Sport, you get a you get a gtv and you're good I'm not right a gtv i don't think the, you need to do all that i mean i think only that was two pretty similar. depressing he like slapped and slammed his no, phone no, down when he said that yeah <laughs> 2002, why, why no gtv score and eventually like an early 70s 911 rs clone would be like mm-hmm. ideal for me why no gtv I I love the way the al- alphas look, but I'm just I'm not an alpha person. I'm not. I think they're called alfisti. Oh, I don't know what that <laughs> means, but uh, <laughs> I would love to try and drive like an alphaholics car or something mm. like that because I think those are like that's like the, the sweet singer, spot. you know. When somebody says singerizing or something, I think alphaholics is like the sweet spot. I think yeah. singer is too far. Yeah. Um, especially the new whatever the oh, that thing's called. Ridiculous. I would much rather have that new scratch built roof than that singer thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, you know, Alphaholics is like right at that sweet spot. And if I were to do 2002s, like a bunch of people have asked me, if I were to do 2002s like that, I would do them a lot like Alphaholics does yeah, their vehicles for sure. Um, but I just feel like I have the 2002. In my opinion, I'm setting a mark with that vehicle. A lot of people have done really great Alphas. I don't want to get into that space. Mm, makes sense. Uh, well, can we drive this. that Ford Escort? <laughs> don't answer that. But if, you're going to be like the only guy with a fucking Mark One Escort. I they're just not out there. Well, Mountain has one, dude. That question. I have never seen a Mark One Ford Escort in person. Really? At like track? a Mexico, like that one? Really? A track though? I oh, yeah. Know. You I went one? to go look at it at Mountain. It was closed, right? It was closed. I, well, I did see it. I guess it was, but I don't know what that was. That one had different headlights. You know, like those weird, like almost like. One. trapezoid kind of weird yeah. square ones so it might yeah. it might not be the one that you have i, I don't know what no, that no, is they're the same it's just the way that the bumpers some of them like uh the mountain one i think is very similar to the fast and furious one right oh like that one yeah yeah yeah, yeah so this yeah. is the same mark one it just there's like the way what, the fog lights sit and a bunch what of makes stuff. it a mexico what's so special? the mexico there was a race from paris to mexico that was i think in 72 Across the ocean, Ford. Yeah. They fly. They have paddle Rain? tires through. No, you've seen those like YouTube videos where you go fast. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Right, 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 like, like you drink a Red Bull after. Or yeah. Well, it's Anyways. also it's also fueled by tequila exclusively. Yeah. But that's also the yeah. classic route: Me- Paris to Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> that's why they call them bubble flares. They just fill the bubbles with air. Oh, okay, close. makes so, sense. <laughs> uh, so it won the Escort one in like '71 or something like that, and yeah. then they made. A Mexico, which is basically the basic X escort, the Mexico, and then there was the RS mm. uh, escort. The Mexico was kind of midline, but it was a chassis that was stiff from from, from the factory, so it seam welded from the factory. And then the, the RS is based on the Mexico chassis. And huh. so, and I think seventy two and seventy three, they made a bunch of Mexico cars. And so you'll know that they're Mexico on the stripes on the sides. Yeah. I think a couple of stripes on the roof. Um, and you know the Mexico badging and yeah, stuff like that. It's pretty you cool. might want to consider um, 
your last name Havidan now. No, no. <laughs> I, I get that about twice a day anyways. Yeah. yeah so are yeah. you, is this the Coastal Range Rally car? Uh, if I get it, yeah, absolutely. Nice. So wow. I'm, I'm still Dude. fingers crossed. He literally emailed me as we were sitting here saying, I have my flights. He's out of the country, living out of the country. I have my, and the car is here in the Bay Area in storage. He said, I have my flight now. Officially, I'm flying home. I'll be, he gave me a date that he's flying home and a date to meet to, to go through the car. Whoa. So cool. Prices agreed upon. Awesome. Like, terms are agreed upon. All of that stuff. I have the money ready to go. All of that. Nice. It's going to be really, really cool. And I just, awesome. I just can't get over the, uh, <clears throat> it's all the rally cred. Like uh, yeah. all all of the wins that they had and the people who still rally those cars in stage rally, it's yeah. just like they're legendary for that. He's got all these really cool like 80s and 90s decals all over it that he made. I'm thinking about just like leave it, just leave it, leave it and just keep driving and have fun with it. Tweak it a little uh, here and I there. I think the biggest dilemma I have is how do I get both of them to Monterey Car Week? I can I'll drive. You guys are going to be at Radwood. <laughs> oh, that's mm-hmm. true. This, oh, this one. Yeah. If the car is that dialed, I mean... I'm sure I'll find Monterey someone. Car week. Yeah. Uh, next year. Let's do Monterey, something. I'm Let's do something. Leave the 2002 at home. Yeah. The, the escort. So you have a two car garage at home? What do you have? I have a two car garage. Yeah. So but those two driveway. will be in there, and then those two will be in the garage. M3 outside. The M3 will probably be either um, in one of my friend's storage facilities, um, and then uh, yeah, then the rest of the cars are outside. Yeah. Pretty rad, dude. Congrats. Thanks. Congrats. Love it. I'll tell you congrats when you actually get it. Yeah, thank you. That's Lane Truth right there. Yeah. Lane Truth. Hashtag. And I did want to mention, so uh, for folks who haven't signed up yet, very, very soon here, August 25th, less than the month away, uh, we're going to be at Atlanta, Radwood at Road Atlanta with Gridlife. So definitely sign up. Go to gridlife.com. Check it out. Uh, it's going to be the most epic lifestyle experience, automotive experience ever, bro. Why are you pointing at me? Because <laughs> it's like gnarly, bro. <laughs> <laughs> hey, there's a bunch of take that as a there's compliment. a bunch of bands playing that you youths might like. Yeah, check it out. What is that? We and we don't uh, ask me. I'm, and, yeah, and there I'm were talks to get um, a very period correct band to play on the Radwood stage. That is right, folks. You've heard it here. Uh, we're gonna have a stage in the Radwood area. So Art Cervantes as Michael Jackson. Yep, he's doing it. <laughs> Just <that>. beat it. <laughs> All right, you guys ready no for some trivia? Trivia. Trivia time. You guys follow the uh, bring a trailer auction for the Forerunner that just sold. What? You no. Okay. Did you follow it, Ali? I saw the Forerunner, uh, and I don't remember how much it sold. I okay, do. you go last then. What year? All right, we have. No reserve, 14,000 mile, 1995 Toyota 4Runner. It looks like, well, you can't see the top here. It's gold. It's got... Uh, Wait, it's a standard. what? 95? 94. Oh, so it's... Oh, no, it's, 95. 95. 14,000 miles. Oh, so it's that, Jen. No, yeah, no removable top or anything? No, Automatic. Yeah. Automatic V6. Uh-huh. Uh, Sierra beige metallic over oak cloth. Bag colors, yeah. 14,000 14, like 14, miles. SR5 or anything? Does not state SR5. 
Well, wheels. Yes, it is SR5. So it has stock, uh, alloys. Stock wheels, yeah. Running boards, yes or no? Yes, running boards, uh, chrome bumpers, uh, cloth interior, automatic. So I'm partial to the earlier version of that one where it had like Toyota spelt out in the grill. It Do you remember that? Toyota. I don't think he asked that, one, that question. It didn't say Toyota. No, didn't it Toyota. Toyota. Thank you. Yeah. I did not ask that question. Yeah, Thank yeah you. that one has the stupid new logo. Yeah, which is actually pretty amazing because like the whole name is, is spelt out yeah, in the okay, thing. It's amazing. Look up the Toyota logo. It's, it's pretty amazing. incredible. Incredible. Okay. Uh, How'd they do it? But I don't like it in, on that car. Okay, let's <laughs> let Warren ask the question, please. How right. much did it sell for? Yeah, we already asked. Um, it sold uh, yesterday. Or maybe, actually, it was earlier today, I believe. $15,000. 27000 27000 Yeah. From our super low mileage. For a 4Runner. For a 4Runner. thirteen five. Someone really wanted that in high school. Ali. I think it sold for seventeen five. Art wins. Twenty-five thousand dollars. That's retarded. What? Twenty-five thousand. Radwood effect. Totally. Something, you heard it here. Someone folks, wanted it in high school. Ridiculous. And now they can afford. Okay, so the, the thing example. is, yeah, cars are expensive now, right? And you can't buy this car today new. Does it it's have a tilt meter in it? No. I don't think. <laughs> no, those didn't have anything me. cool. Yeah. Like that gen was like the They're most totally blah, watered down. fucking nothing car. Yeah, the early, they're, like the they're great ones, trucks, but yeah, they don't. But the eighties ones for are anything. so rad. They have the Dude, tilt the meter and like the, the graphics. Top off, like yeah, the top oh comes God. off. There's so much like, like so much cooler. So, so much watch, more going for. Watch it. them all come out of the woodwork. And by the way, one just went for sale today. Higher yeah. mileage, but the exact same thing. Another ninety-five Forerunner in yeah. gold. You, like Art was saying though, even like a ninety-one or something or ninety-two is way better looking with like the if it had the graphics like the hockey. You know, yeah, even those ones of that. Body of course, style, of course. But they had Toyota written across the grill. It yes. had the graphics, stuff like that. Like, there was a single year, I think it was 85, that had all the cool like Toyota stuff, like the Forerunner stuff with the tilt meter, yeah. removable top, and it had a straight axle on the front. Mm. Oh, shit. Was, right. Like, single year. One year. Wow. Yep. Huh. Really? I wonder how much one of those would go for now. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we all know that the Toyota truck thing is blown up, but this is this is getting ridiculous. An automatic, by the way. <laughs> we got standard Forerunner. Um, wow. 1985. Bad color combo. I know. Yeah. Oak yeah. cloth. Oh, yeah. Oh, I with, could get into it with the beige gold with the, with the beige yeah. plastic. Super blah. So real, real quick. Uh, when we're at GoPro. Did you meet uh one of the guys in finance? I can't remember. He had a white one. Did you see the white '80s yes. Forerunner? Yeah. So this guy, he bought. Um. So on Craigslist, it was a one owner, like a 1985 or '86 Forerunner. White, gray cloth interior, like absolutely flawless. Forty thousand original miles. It was an automatic, unfortunately. Uh, but he basically like found the ad agreed on a price with the guy the guy's like okay well here's the deal i've told a bunch of people already you're like fifth in line to show up at this parking lot at 7 a.m tomorrow and whoever shows up first is getting the truck so he shows up he the guy listed it like kbb value or some shit which was like 5500 bucks i can't remember and he almost got into a fist fight with like this other dude because the guy was like offering the owner like eight grand or something for it and the owner's like no i said first person this guy showed up he's giving me the he's like signing the title and this guy's like the guy's yelling the guy's like in his face like fucking yelling at him it's like so ridiculous dude like and this was like four this was four years ago so like and now his truck is worth like probably like 20 grand then at least yeah and he bought it for like five ish or something but like super low mileage minty first gen um, oh, it's first know. gen. First yeah. gen, white with the gray graphics on the Could side. Be. Dude, they're people yeah, crazy. Richard money. Chan has a like, nice one. Too. Yeah. He has a really nice one. Uh, cool. I like him a lot. Did you guys see the uh, Yora Quattro on there? 1985 no. No. red. 
Audi Euro Quattro, a Victoria, British Columbia, so not a U.S. car. Mm. Really, really good car, though. I, I mean, saw it when red. it first came up, but I haven't been following yeah, it. Yeah, 127,000 miles shown. Um, tornado red on black leather, five-speed manual. Pretty stock-looking, otherwise. I so... You have to educate me. The UR Quattro, does that mean it's shortened wheelbase? No, 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 no. That's a sport. Does it mean that's a sport. it's a, that's a, that's a sport. sport Quattro? Sports okay. are like so what half a million dollars. Yeah. Something. So I know a regular Audi Quattro sedan. Uh-huh. And then, so is UR, does that mean Ur it's Quattro the is the coupe the and it has generation. a turbo. So Ur and means first and, in okay. German. So it's the first version of the turbo Quattro. So, and it's the hatchback. Coupe. That looks like a GT, yeah. the flat body, but it's mm-hmm. the, it's the flared and body. And it had the flared fenders, okay. the box Yeah, there's a really good photo of it. Yeah. Okay. Garbage. Yeah. Really good photo. <laughs> it's like super pixelated. In shadow. <laughs> it, it won't uh, download. All right. So what is a good Ur Quattro? I hate how people say it like that. Ur. And it's funny. I'm, I'm willing to bet part of the stigma of like what drove the price up is people that don't know that the sport quattro is really the desirable one. Oh like yeah, the, yeah. The UR quattro is, is desirable. It's cool. But everybody like picture, pictures the, 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 the race quattro, car is a sport. Yeah. And, and people that kind of maybe not so like informed, think that this is like the super yeah but the sports thing. have been expensive forever yeah but they're, they're so, so rare like unicorny that like, there's yeah. like 75 well, of them I'm or willing something to bet half the people that are they think they're the same thing know i know yeah, have yeah, you seen right. the white one that shows up at can yeah, like, yeah, that's converted ass. it's basically yeah, it was so, made oh, into it was a, a sport. it was a euro yeah that was made yeah i can't remember the shop that did it it looks insane yeah it's that one's really very well executed two bennett that sounds right done them i think it was two bennett yeah and then it's um, super nice but uh warren i'm gonna say uh i'm gonna say 40 grand yeah that's a good guess dude uh 45 i'm gonna oh you go 35 i'm gonna go super crazy and say 70 whoa uh 43,000 even it's about right yeah yeah yeah, lane's Lane's at 40. 40 Did I say 45? I said 35. Okay, whatever. Wow, dude. That's a good memory right there, man. Um, That's about right, though, because they were were 30, like, a year, two years ago. So, Mm -hmm. you know, in that, if it's as nice as you say. Uh, 1964 Volkswagen Transporter 21 window microbus. Jesus. Is a condition two. Okay. 10,000 miles on a full, you know. Restoration. This was yeah. sold in Indianapolis, Indiana. Where are we at? 98. 80 grand. <clears throat> 80? 98. 110. 117. 187. Whoa. <laughs> okay, for that's a 64. For huh? a number two? Yeah. And that's way later. Huh? Number two. So add 100,000 to your guess. What the fuck? That's such a Because I know Paul at Auto Candle just had that one. Yeah. And his was like 119, yeah. yeah. It's so cool. Dude, 187. So Has any car jumped in price so quickly? That's a good question. Collector-wise, you because mean. I remember Although they in, were 50 like five years ago. I don't know. I remember in 2012 when I was at Google, we bought a transporter for some marketing thing. And I remember looking at 21 windows and I was thinking like, I don't know if I want to spend like, 20, 20 grand yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's like, so much money we, dude so we ended up buying like a regular like westfalia for like eight grand yeah and and then we sold it for eight grand to some googler because yeah. google doesn't have a lot of money yeah well There's it was just like one of those things of like 
I know. For right. a single Why event. Yeah. Frivolous. And the panels and stuff used to be like giving, they were like a thousand yeah, bucks, like, dude. It was like dude, no one that was, So a 21 window was like my dream car in high school. And they were obtainable. Like this is, you know, yeah. 96, 98. Like you could get them for like 10 grand or something. Which is which a, is a, a lot crazy amount in high school money, sure. but it, they were out there and you could see them for sale and it was uh, yeah. I mean, I remember my cousin and his best friend in high school, they had double cabs, single cabs, twenty one windows, like rag tops, like all this crazy shit just piled up in their backyard in their field in Rialinda, and it was just like parts, you know, parts vehicles, and none of them had rust. They would find and. Yeah, it's crazy. Those days are gone. We follow a guy on Instagram, Splitbus Finland, and it's this crazy <laughs> welder dude in yeah. Finland that just like resurrects these total piles of shit. Yeah, you can see through the floors and stuff. Yeah, just None recreates cool. everything. I'll go on record saying no bus is as cool as the 993 Turbo bus. That's like, true. That one's pretty insane. That's the carbon insane. fiber one. Yeah, it's like yeah. Yeah. chopped in half. It's widened. Widened. Yeah, that's going uh, too far. 2017. Ford GT. Hmm. This is the first sale of a Ford GT. Oh, is that the John Cena car? Legally, no, no, no. Oh, legally. This is the first it, legal sale. Because the now they're like all jacked it's up. It's two years old or something. Like yeah. or, Wait, yeah. what, well, how did you jack up a sale? What's going? What's Ford going? wouldn't allow you to sell them, so they took them to oh. court and tried to sue them, and apparently they I just think settled. They might it. have settled. Yeah. But they this settled is for nothing, and Cena just had to write a, uh, I'm sorry, letter, uh, <laughs> an apology letter. <laughs> this cool. is a. This is the first one that legally sold and not for auction or for charity. It went to charity. Not to charity. Not to charity. This is the first. Yeah, there was like two years, GT. right? It was a yeah. two-year window, and then they were able to. And yeah. what was the uh, original MSRP? I don't know. They were expensive. Like, I want to say they were like four hundred, like three three eighty-five or something. Oh, uh, seems grand. cheap. I think, it's more than I think they're more really than that. more than yeah. that. Yeah. yeah, I'll find out right now. I think they're like five five fifty or something. Seems crazy for. I know. All right. So, what is the first uh, legally sold? And you know, used quote unquote used Ford GT cost. What is the market for a Ford GT? I guess. 990. 1.2. 990 from Brian. 1.2 from Lane. Hart? Do we know what they went for, like officially? Doesn't probably? matter. Doesn't well, matter. Ali's looking it up. No, no. But we the didn't have that data, like anyways. 50. Okay. Well, that's what yeah. I wanted to know. 1.5. Ali, do you have a guess or do you know? Um, I think I know. I think it sold for like 3.2 or something like that. What? Mm. No, not that high. 1.8 million for 1. a Ford 8. GT. That's a good market. It's definitely not worth it. So, what, <laughs> so did John Cena fuck up or what? Yeah. yeah. Well, apparently, oh, he tried to like, he found guilty. He tried to do like a little shady maneuver. So, did, but, to did, Tom but if he didn't like sell it and he's still holding it, then the market's going to be great, right? Like, he probably would have gotten a bad deal out of it if he sold it early, yeah, I think right? You're right i think you're right the longer john Cena keeps it whether he wants to or not the better financially I don't know, he might have sold it for tons of money he might have yeah i mean if i you think he made a like that profit. it's like having a mclaren f1 where like you could probably get more money off market because it's like the only one for sale by the way how shitty how stupid like ford doing that it's like playing that ferrari game i know it's so lame dude yeah yeah i mean it, but also what isn't is, it what's what's lame oh well, the way that they're restricting, yeah. restricting sales cars. and the whole like making you they wanted influencers yeah videos video. they, yeah. you had to send was, in a video of yourself oh, and really? stuff so lame everything about it like it was yeah that's definitely i really really like the, car, the influencers though. and special collectors yeah. that are recognized by ford mm -hmm. and like 
you had to write a you had no matter who you were had to write so like, how do you make a video how do you guys and, think yeah. so that's ridiculous but how do you how do you choose because it's super form? limited production right yeah it's how do you hard. choose it's yeah. really hard yeah and then and maybe, they just wanted to make sure the prices didn't go crazy right like they well, yeah. sell it for four or fifty and then like, immediately they're re reselling for three or four times that or yeah. Yeah. i mean that's definitely one of the most annoying thing of the mar modern like super and hypercar market is that like you know I would have a GT3 touring if I didn't have to pay markup, right? And there's like a few people that are figuring out how to find a GT3 without markup. And then everybody else is just paying 10 or 15 or 20 grand. A few people are paying like 30 grand. And Porsche kind of like, they're just like, mm, okay, sorry. There's nothing we can do about it. Fuck off. Go mm. pay your money and just buy your car. Ferrari controls it differently because Ferrari has this huge legacy and they can point at you and say you only have one ferrari and you can't buy the whatever um you know get three or four cars but ford <laughs> ford has i don't know i don't know yeah i mean there there is no it's good difficult. easy answer yeah, right like you could do a like, random drawing and that's going to piss people off too or you could say whoever signs up first that's going to piss people off you could also just build more cars um, that's the thing is that like I, they just build more cars and like they breach they they meet demands and then you don't have those before problems before the 991.2 yeah. gt3 came out i think it was a proiniger or somebody was like we're gonna build as many of these yeah. as people ask for and it's like no that's bullshit because you're just building as many as you can build in two years oh well, yeah and a lot more people want them than what you can build in two but years, at least they're so. trying to build they're trying to meet those demands a little more they're, they're trying but they have the capability of kind of turning up the wick and yeah. putting out more gt3s than they are you know uh, it's not a, f a bad funny like four gts it's not a like, funny problem to have yeah, it's a, they can't build yeah. enough like of their highest and most expensive cars so weird yeah. in the world we live in that yeah. people can afford them i know like there's that many millionaires yeah. out there that need it Yep. Yeah, I heard uh, Andres Predinger was. Um, I saw something at Goodwood where he was with uh, what's his name from Carfaction? Um, the guy Jethro was it Jethro Bovington? Is that he's on motor. He was wearing the no, the guy wearing the heel toe shirt. Oh, uh, Henry Catchpole. Henry Catchpole, but um, it was on the new Speedster project that they did. Okay. Which is like a GT. It's yeah, a Speedster, yeah. but built on like a GT3 yeah. with a manual transmission, 911R transmission, yep. and stuff. And it's kind of like just a you know he's like yeah it's rad like all the old race cars were speed you know Speedster was yeah. a race car so we this is the first open top car we've done it was just like it's a design project yeah, you know a pretty it's, strong rumor that they're making a GT3 Cabriolet now too oh. not only a Speedster but the hmm. a Cabriolet because he was in this he says like Cabriolet that's not like a sports car like. That's not a race car, but Speedster was always a race car. And Whatever. but but anyways, he's talking about it, and then they're like, "Well, will you build this?" He's like, "Yeah, it just matters if it makes sense and all that." And then he was throwing out that like, basically Porsche learned with the 911 R that yeah. they need to build more, so we have to figure out if we can meet, if they're we can even like build enough. Nine hundred and forty-eight Speedsters, nineteen forty. That's what you they said. That's what that's what Spike Ferriston said. I don't believe Spike's stupid ass. Well, um, I don't. I'm curious about the Ford GT though. I wonder if they just lost a lot of money on them, and like it was just a homologation car for Le Mans, and that's why they built so few of them, and that's it. Uh, I but know. I mean, I I, I know the nine five nine was like a money. Yeah. Every car lost money. Yeah, I love the Ford GT, dude. It's so sick. Like cool I, I don't know. If you, well, I, I mean, think they're bringing them back. Next, they're building more next year. Ford GT. Yeah. So amazing. Ford GT. The one thing is like you hear about like 
they're basically impossible to sit in. They're basically like yeah. driving in a Lotus Elise. Yeah. Uh, you can't, if you sit too wide, you're like rubbing move. elbows. Yeah. The seat. Yeah. It's just kind of like, it's a race car first. Yeah. Yep. Which that makes a pretty cool yeah, story I'm about sure it. Sure, It's yep. more refined than a Lotus. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. Yeah. yeah. The suspension is so trick. It's gnarly. It's do yeah. let's like two the suspensions dual, in one yeah. and yeah. the, the just everything, the flying buttresses and the materials they used and it's like, really it's, cool it's so awesome. It's just it stunning. Like a crazy print presence. Yeah. It's so yeah, beautiful. It, does. it really does. All right. Last one. 2006 Subaru Baja. Oh. oh, in sports car market. Black, wow. black on black. Ooh, good color. Twenty three hundred and twenty miles. Ooh. You can't see all the Turbo? ugly body clatter. Turbo five speed. Su no, this is one thing this magazine fails to do is list if it's a manual or automatic in some cases, and it's really fucking annoying. Uh, and it'll be cars that it makes a huge fucking that's difference. A big, I think that's a big difference. Big difference, like right? Like a nine twenty eight. Yeah, they're blowing it. As close to new as anyone you will ever find. Factory paint glossy with few flaws, some chips on hood, minor rubs and flaws on the plastic trim, a few minor scratches here and there. Panel alignment is factory correct, as would be expected. Glasses clean and clear. Weather stripping <laughs> and seals in good shape all around. Just tell me if it's a manual Interior or automatic. Remarkable. <laughs> Virtually nowhere anywhere. Still smells new. Nothing to fall inside. Screen printing is perfect. Condition Two, okay. a stock. <laughs> what would be one? I know. Where is it? One I guess car. They said it had a few sixteen thousand yeah. five hundred dollars. Exactly. Sixteen thousand so five. He is a perfect car. Well, I mean, couldn't it be a one minus though? Because they they do minus. Right? Yeah, they do. They do this the is a system. condition two. Huh. So okay, it, but it's a turbo. You said. I don't know. Oh my Doesn't God. tell me. So I have to pull a picture. Turbo or a manual? It's this a black Baja. What do you? Only one. Angle. Does it have the dark gray wheels? They look good with the dark grays. It's kind of like a uh, polished like, look. Or... All of a sudden, I'm a Baja expert. You like that? Uh, I'm going to do uh, 22.5. What did you say, Brian? 16.5. Okay. I'm kind of down with the, those numbers, but I'm going to say 18. Uh-huh. 12. <laughs> <laughs> good guess. I like that guess. 20,900. That's a bargain, dude. Nice. By the way, what do you do with it now? You just drive it? Hell yeah. yeah it's a brand it's new a, Baja. 2,300 miles? Brand new car. Drive it. All right. Let's Although, you know what? I don't even know if it's turbo or manual. So that thing could be a At 20 ridiculous. grand, it's got to be turbo. Yeah. I can't believe it's in sports car market. I mean, really, how did that happen? And in the same auction, like it was a straight Baja, up pulled from uh, Craigslist. Uh, Subaru Brat and a Suzuki Sidekick. <laughs> and an F F50. Oh, now we're talking. Crazy. There you GT go. GT Cruiser, turbo, cabriolet, manuals in there. God. Uh, and no. podcasts <laughs> when talking about PT Cruisers, please. This happened last time. Yeah, it's pretty bad. It's, it's bad, good, man. <laughs> knowledge. Thanks Ollie. for coming, Ollie. Yeah, yeah thanks, man. It was good Sorry to have you. Talking about shitty cars. Hey, knowledge is power. Hey, congratulations on your Mexico. It's not done yet. Thank you, though. Yeah, yeah best of luck. Knock on wood. Yeah, knocking on all the woods. Yeah, maybe I'll bring it to camping. You don't oh. even have it, dude. <laughs> 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 all right fine. good point man. i really really hope i'll you bring get the s class and i'll fucking keep you don't even have oh. a bmw wait wait does your s class have folding rear seats nope. no no i don't even think that was an option this guy just like all you ew, ew. what do you mean ew? oh no that's cool and it's 2002 just like goes from car show to car show i know 2002 is on the circuit yeah, yeah. exactly <laughs> <laughs> funny all right, all right. later we'll see you next time sign up forever
uh, you know, so I'm I'm regular Brian uh, drive the C4 regular Corvette. Brian, regular Brian. You know,